All right, we're uh, we're live on the rant. We're recording in podcast form, and we should be live on the Facebooks in a second or two. Yes, we are live on Facebook, so we're good to go. Fantastic, nine plus years, and we still can't figure out technology. I almost threw my laptop out the fucking window. Of course you did, because you're an animal. I hate when Apple asks me to update shit, and I do it, and then I completely forget that's going to fuck up everything. Wait, wait, wait. You can't tell me you're not happy with Big Sur. I, dude, I go on I go on fucking Dirt Sheets, Twitter, uh, and I cast shit from Google Chrome. I don't use my laptop for anything besides this podcast. Well, but, I mean, that's production. Like, you know, you got audio software oh, running. You got delicious. video software running. Like, you use your laptop. You're going to keep that shit up to date. Yeah, until it fucks everything up. Man. It's like a free gift from Apple every so often, you know? It doesn't have to be Christmas. Well, it is Christmas. It's the holiday season. Yay! Whoop-dee-doo, dickery-dock, and don't forget to set my clock, because at 12 o'clock, he's coming down the chimney, something word, Santa Claus, yeah! Yay! Uh, we have uh, such a big a big show. Well! Well! Uh, we got Moonshine Mantel joining us right at the start of the show. I watched Final Battle. I watched TLC. I cannot wait to talk about the Inferno match. Cannot wait. <laughs> I watched MLW. I watched AEW. I watched NXT. I watched Impact. I watched wow. New Japan Strong. I did it all. I got notes for days, brothers. Oh, boy. I watched the latest Uh-oh. episode of Ring of Honor TV. We got so much to cover. And uh, and it's a ho- we're in a holiday cheerful mood. And as soon as the intro starts, I have to run downstairs and grab some adult beverages for myself because I didn't have any time. To Same do here. But it's all next episode. What episode is this, Tony? Five twelve. Yeah, write that down before I forget about that. Oh, and Five, we got picks two. to go over too. Oh man! Holy! Stay tuned for another seven hours of the Shining Wizards coming at you. You love it. Of course I do. All right, let's start the, the show. Start the show. Oh, that was a perfect way to close Shining it. Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now... Enjoy the show. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles, and you are listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> fucking loser. Fuck the Shining Wizards. Jolly festive time for the Shining Wizards, where of course it's wrestling talk and time for carbs. 
I'm your solo host, and now I'm joined by two other shitheads, but my name is Tony Claus. Uh, I am, what am I? Nora <laughs> Matt, so I had to grab a bagel. Living the gimmick, baby. And I am your boy, Kev Kringle. With the little, uh, nice little Saranac Adirondack Ale, baby. We're doing it fancy at Christmas time, boys. I love it. You're stuffing your face with hops. Matt's stuffing his face with carbs. Not to mention, I baked some Christmas cookies. So I got I got some fucking Christmas old jelly uh, ricotta cheese cookies over here. Not ricotta cream cheese cookies. Good shit. Speaking of good shit, how you guys doing? Peachy, Tony. Peachy. Just freaking peachy. That's good to hear, my man. Good to hear. All right. <sighs> Fantastic. Thank you for asking. It's a holiday cool. season. I'm full of holiday mm-hmm. cheer. We did some family stuff this weekend, so that's so, awesome. Yeah, and I had family and we're over. We're live with the with the moonshine mantel coming up in just a minute. Yeah, we are, and we got a shitload of wrestling to talk about. We got picks. We got. I don't know how you got through watching everything that you said you watched because, like, it was just an uphill battle for me. Like, I pretty much picked and chose what i wanted to see so i'm in there like i did a little ring of honor i did a little wwe i got the mlw i got most of AEW. so i even watched being the elite today so i mean i got a little bit of coverage and whatnot i did not get being the elite being elite was pretty good it was all christmas based you know holiday whatnot you know the uh the uh the dark order was spreading the holiday cheer and uh we got we got the ghosts of christmas past present and future Talking to Mr. Kazarian, I can leave that to your imagination as to what they were talking to him about. But never mind talking about that. We've got somebody waiting in the hopper. Shall we let him in? Let's rock and roll, baby. Coming down the chimney right now, Mr. Moonshine <laughs> Mantel. There he is. Can you hear? Oh, he's connecting. He'll be up in a second. Yeah, this don't be good to go. Mr. Mantel, how are you? Hey, man, I'm good. How are y'all? We're great. I see we, we're going to start hot right here with the Chicago Bulls jersey. What's the name on the back of that song, bitch? <laughs> oh, man. Can you see oh, it? Rodman, yeah. nice. Yeah. The inchworm. Yeah. yeah, man, I'm a big mark for Rodman. Just, just Rodman or the Bulls in general? Bulls in general, but I'm a huge, like, just Dennis Rodman fan. That was my favorite player growing up as a kid. Yeah, I'm a big uh, Bulls fan uh, myself, so that's uh, – that's pretty wild. Uh, diehard of, of those nope. teams in the, in the mid-90s. Obviously, Jordan, Pippen, Kukoc, Rodman, Kerr, Longley, Wennington, Purdue, Bushler, B.J. Armstrong. B.J. Armstrong was my first jersey ever. You're a fucking monster. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah I just uh, I just got in a uh, Rodman's Laker jersey, and I have his, uh, his Pistons jersey. I have his Spurs jersey on the way, and I also got his uh, his college jersey, the Savages. So where did you go to cl- school? What's that? Where did Rodman go to college? I believe it's Southeastern uh, um, Oklahoma State University, something like that. Yeah, their their mascot yeah, is the Savages, about- though. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's cool, man. Rodman's a heck of a player. Super underrated player. Not underrated, but underappreciated, yeah. I feel like. No, no, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Now, I, I got to ask you real quick, since we're talking about Rodman. He's not the reason you decided to get into professional wrestling, though, is he? 
No, no, it just it just happened to be a coincidence. You know, growing up, it was it was cool that he just happened to like be into wrestling too. But um, even I think even before I was like a huge wrestling fan, uh, I was already a Dennis Rodman mark. So yeah, it was just it just happened it happened to be that way, man. But I love the worm. That's awesome. That's awesome how the way worked out, man. Yeah, there was there was, there was nothing quite like the NBA in the '90s. Every team had right. personalities. Every team had star players. And it just seemed like, look, I'm not a big basketball fan, but I did follow the Knicks and it was so heartbreaking. So it, still, heartbreaking. it still is, Tony. Of course. I mean, but, you know, that was like the, the epitome of like just being on the cusp of winning a championship. And then it just, you know, Jordan and gang, what can I tell you? Yep. Chicago, man, they don't play. Or they didn't play back in the day. They didn't play. They're, they're struggling now, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's a little bit different. Yeah. My how the times have changed. Matt, go. So uh, Tony brought up the reason you got into wrestling. I did a little research. So you weren't you were uh, you were kind of like a wrestling bully growing up, huh? You pick it on the kids who liked the wrestling. You weren't a no, big fan not at all. Really? Not at well, all, I found an article that said when you were a kid, you thought wrestling was nerdy until you went to your friend's house and he had a tape of the NWO and Sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't get me wrong. Like, I didn't go out of my way to bully anyone who was into wrestling. But, like, <laughs> I just – I thought just wrestling in general, you know, was just – you know, it was kind of weird. I, I just I was like, who would watch this bullshit, you know? Sorry, I don't know what the language is on here. But I, no, no, you're good. Yeah, you're good. You're right in our wheelhouse. <laughs> All right, cool. So, yeah, man. Uh, so I just – I didn't I didn't get it. And then um, it wasn't until I was at a friend's house and uh, I was just watching and then um, – you know, NWO and uh, Sting were doing their big feud back in the day. And it just, it just intrigued me. And I just kind of, it sucked me in and little by little from there, I, my whole opinion and uh, perspective on professional wrestling kind of just changed. So was it the entertainment value that drew you in or was it the athletics that, that kind of made you want to do this? Or was it both? I mean, uh, that made me personally want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. What what's always drawn me into wrestling is like the storytelling, man. You know, as cheesy as it is, I mean, it's it's a it's a violent soap opera, you know, in a sense. Um, and there's got to be good story behind it. Don't don't get me wrong; like you can go out there and have a badass match and everything like that. But for me to get really invested into someone's character, I think for long term, you know, it's it's all about the storytelling. Absolutely, and I think that's. I mean, we harp on it on this show. That's something that we feel like is is sometimes missing in wrestling. You can have a five star match at the Tokyo Dome a thousand times, but nobody really cares unless there's some substance, something you can stink, stink, sink. Matt speaks. Stink. Take two. Yep. Stink, stink your teeth right. into. There um, it is. And I think that's that's you know something that was prevalent back in the '90s. And I know you weren't just see. So you found NWO and Sting, and then you went and you just watched all wrestling. Um, well, I mean, at first I was a WCW guy, and uh, I mean, I was just a WCW fan, and then slowly, once Steve Austin started getting big, it was just like, oh, hey, what's this over there? And then once that got my attention, then I discovered DX, and then it's just, it was just that domino effect from there, and, you know, then I became really mixed in, in both of them, but for the longest time, I just, I was tried and true WCW. That's so weird, because for the most part, in the Northeast, where we are, we're in New Jersey, so for us, it was like, we're WWE. And then all of a sudden, WCW starts making waves. We're like, wait a second, they got Hogan? Like, what's yeah. going on? Like, don't get, 
like don't get me wrong we all like whenever wcw was on 605 every saturday we watched don't get me wrong but all of a sudden not, like the mainstream like hogan's going to this place this is on the map now so it's so weird to hear that other side of i was a wcw guy first but then wait a second stone cold steve austin's drinking beer on tv that's incredible yeah. And like, you know, I mean, I was a kid at that point. So like, I was just learning about wrestling as I was going. So all I knew was, you know, NWO and Sting. So as it kept going and, you know, more and more characters came along, like, you know, you got The Rock and everything else. It's just like, man, it's just like, this is pretty damn cool to be a wrestling fan. And you decided at a very young age, you said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a professional wrestler. I think it was 10 years old. Uh but you were a little smarter about it, and you followed the likes of a Mick Foley who harps on it in every one of his books, and he could not be more right that you should always have something to fall back on. So you didn't start training uh, until you finished, well, almost finished college because I read that you uh, were towards the end of your degree and you kind of got the itch and you started training just as you were wrapping up. Um, but, but it seems like you've been heavily influenced by a lot of these guys in the Attitude Era as to the right way to do things so you take care of yourselves uh, if your wrestling career doesn't pan out, which I don't think is the case for you because you are got that rocket ship strapped to your back, my friend. Hey, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, but yeah, you're right, dude. I think, and I think that's what a lot of wrestlers, uh, you can do themselves a favor by having some sort of backup plan to come back on, you know, because you never know in wrestling, you never know when your last match is, you know, uh, unfortunately, anything can happen at any point at any time during the match. So it's just, uh, it's one of those things that's good to have a backup plan. So 2012, you get in the game, um, and it seems like right from go, not right from go, but you really started to pick up some steam the last couple of years, and your name has uh, been mentioned a lot with uh, the next big indie darling in the wrestling scene. How do you uh, take that, and does it, does it affect you when you go out to the ring, or are you just out there doing what, what Mantel needs to do? I mean... I mean, I wouldn't lie. I mean, it puts a little bit of pressure on you when you go out there like, like that. But, I, you know, every time I go out to the ring, I try to have fun with everything that I do, you know, and go out there and just try to kick some ass, man. But uh, it's it's cool starting to hear the rumbles around and ha hear the different people, you know, mention my name and everything like that because it's, it's one of those things I've worked very hard to get to. But uh, as far as, like, my outlook going in each and every match, no, nothing like that's changed. I just go out there, do my thing, man, and try to kick some ass. The uh, the Moonshine Mantel, that's based, you took uh, Dutch Mantel's uh, last name, no? Yeah, yeah. Dutch Mantel's last name. Uh, the other name was kind of just given to me by some friends. And um, yeah, we just kind of just stuck the two together and that's how we went about it. So how do your friends come up with the name Moonshine for you? Uh, long story short, uh, ended up drinking Moonshine one night and getting pretty uh, tore up on that and... Uh, you know, beat some guy up pretty good. And then it was just one of those things like, oh, shit, watch out. You know, here comes Moonshine. Because it wasn't like, you know, we sat around all the time drinking Moonshine. It was just one of those events. And that event, you know, that's how it ended with, you know, me that night. So got a little nickname from that. And then I kind of stuck that in with the whole Mantel. Thought it sounded really good. It was always the Dutch Mantel mark. Also, uh, the Ken Mantels and the Johnny Mantels up here in uh, Texas, man. Always liked them. So it's kind of a tribute to both of them. So you do a lot of work down there in Texas, and I'm just uh, just going to pull back the, the curtain. Uh, you have worked with Andrew Anderson from uh, New Jersey here. Our friend Tony here 
trained many moons ago with uh, Mr. Andrew Anderson up here at ECPW in Jersey. So I thought that was a little, oh, yeah. a little fun tidbit when I was doing research today for you. Uh, SWE awesome, Fury man. seems to be where you are uh, sowing your oats mostly down there in Texas and reality of wrestling with Booker T. Um, but SWE Fury, I mean, you guys have a loaded show coming up in February. You just wrapped up Christmas Chaos. Uh, you and uh, you and Max, you just can't seem to get uh, your shit in the ring together. You're all you two are maniacs. You're all it's like a blood feud. No here. man, and I and I don't know how it's going to end with me and Max. They have a schedule for another another uh fight inside the ring and hopefully that's how it happens man but uh it doesn't seem like any of our or any of our stuff ever happens in the ring it, you know it spills out to the audience and last time I was in the bathroom had to beat his ass up a little bit in the bathroom too but yeah you never know what's gonna happen with me and max what is uh i know teddy long is heavily involved with with uh with swf what's his what is it like when you get scolded by a teddy oh excuse me swe what is it like when you get scolded by an angry teddy long for busting up a bathroom playa (laughs) (laughs) well i haven't you know to tell you the truth i haven't really gotten scolded too much by teddy man uh I, you know, I think Teddy wants, wants us in the ring, but I think he's enjoying to see a lot of the ass kicking along the way, man. But, uh, man, it, it, it's, it's cool having Teddy run shop there, man. It's, it's kind of surreal having him come out. I keep, you know, waiting for him to say something about the undertaker coming in and, you know, being the third person <laughs> in the match, but, uh, having Teddy long, man, he's not only, you know, a great asset to the show, but he's someone you can learn from too. You know, he's someone, he, he's really cool with the roster cause he opens up, you know, he he's one of those guys who's very open with everyone. If you need uh, his help, he'll go above and beyond to help you. If it's when promos, if it's ideas, whatever it is, he doesn't mind helping guys, you know, even when it's, uh, you know, days that we're not working together, you know, on Saturdays doing the tapings, you know, it's in, in his off hours too, that he's very, uh, he's very valuable as well. So, so what's that like? I mean, SWE obviously has their, their tapings. What is that like for a promotion on that level to do, and produce TV as opposed to, to your knowledge, like a, 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 and I'm not comparing the two, please don't get that twisted, uh, WWE and stuff like that. But you're there, it's independent, it's TV still, it's still tapings. What is that like for you? Does that influence your prep? Does that influence anything that you do about your day? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you go in there, I mean, it's it's TV. It's it, When you work with reality, like companies like reality wrestling and swe it is it's it's a next level thing you know when you go in there and you work that tv style you have to stick to your times it's it's a lot more you have a lot more load on your back and you got to be on point you know because it's just uh it's it's go it's live you know so it definitely you know it's not you might not go in there as relaxed you go in there a little bit like okay let's get this stuff done and the diff- the biggest difference between those days is just those are long days man we go in there and we film like three four sometimes five episodes and you know we're filming we have to get there you know around like noon and we might not get done until like maybe midnight sometimes you know so it, it's long hours so that's another huge difference between uh you know, indie shows, not all indie shows. Cause we all know some indie shows like to run six hour shows, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah, man. Uh, but those are, they're long ass days, but they're fun days. It's a lot of, it's a lot of time to learn from guys and, um, really, uh, see a different kind of side of the business. So is that area of the country still as hot for professional wrestling as its legacy and its history has told us in the past? 
Oh, absolutely. That's the thing, man. Absolutely. It's it's hot down in Texas, man. And it's always been that way. I've, for whatever reason, Texas has always been the black hole of professional wrestling when it comes to the independent scene. But man, there are a lot of fans down there and they're loyal fans and they're very, you know, they're very active fans. They come out to the show. They support us, you know, through thick and thin. And uh, Texas, I, I don't know what the deal is, and but Texas doesn't get that notoriety like everyone else is, man. But it's a it's it's a big down here. It's it's a thing. Yeah, I didn't even know that it had a bad a bad uh, reputation. I was just really well. Just no, kind no, of no, I'm not saying like a bad reputation, but you know what I mean. Like, yes. until maybe recently, you know, you didn't really hear too much about Texas when it came to the independence, you know. And here over the last few years, it's starting to get a little bit more of a rumble, but. Uh, that, that's the thing about Texas. I don't know what it is about this part of the country. It's just it never gets that much of a light shined on it. And it's, well, it's wild when you think about it, because uh, I saw Thunder Rosa put it out on Twitter like, maybe a couple weeks ago. She said, who's on your Mount Rushmore of all Texas wrestlers? And the names that you come up with, it's like just off the top of my head, Dusty, Austin, Taker, and Yvonne Eric. I mean, it's a breeding ground for amazing professional wrestling. Um, yeah. And if you know, and I mean, let's, let's talk about the guys now. I mean, you got the Ricky Starks, the, the Keith Lees, the Shane Taylors, the Thunder Roses, you know, the Lance, the Lance Hoyts, Lance Archer, excuse me. Uh, I mean, man, there's a lot of Texas talent out there right now coming out through there. And you've spent a ton of time. You've worked a lot of those names. And I want to say Ricky Starks put you over on the AEW Unrestricted podcast. Uh, where he said you were somebody. It was either him or Sammy Guevara said you were somebody to keep an eye on uh, in the independent. Oh yeah, I think I think yeah, that was Ricky. Ricky put me over, man. Ricky's one of my boys. I've, uh, he's uh, someone who I've I've known since the beginning. Yeah, Ricky's phenomenal. He's awesome to watch, and all those names you shout mentioned. out to Sammy too. I didn't mean to uh, <laughs> forget about Sammy there. No, they're they're all fantastic, and you mentioned all those excellent yeah. names, and you've gotten to share time in the ring with them. Plus, like Tim Storm, I know you've done a lot of stuff in SWE with him. Um, what's that experience like for you? You're, you're the young up and comer. You get in there with Tim Storm, Lance Archer, uh, Teddy Long's, you know, running stuff behind the. Like, how valuable is that for you? Man, it's like you know, I've talked to someone about this the other day. I I just go in there and soak it up as a sponge, man. Uh, right now, uh, what's, you know, all the names you just named who I've been able to learn from over the years, and especially right now with SWE, but uh, also Kevin Sullivan. I'm working really close with Kevin Sullivan right now uh, with everything I'm doing in SWE. And that's been like, I, I mean, that's kind of surreal for me, you know, working with a taskmaster, you know what I mean? Um, so there's a wealth of knowledge that I'm, you know, that I have in my corner, a lot of good people to learn from, a lot of good people to ask advice from. So I just try to soak it in like a sponge, man. Uh, I'm going to ask a very marky question. Can you ask Kevin Sullivan what your Dungeon of Doom name would be? Oh, I was going to ask that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll definitely ask him that. That's a what, great question. What would you want it to be? Oh, fuck. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, Moonshine Mantel like, is pretty, yeah, Moonshine yeah, Mantel's like pretty Moonshine good. Mantel, yeah. yeah, I feel like Moonshine Mantel. I'd probably fit right in with the man. Fuck. It's ten times better than the Leprechaun. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you get that leprechaun drink and some of that moonshine, it's on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see here that you've wrestled a bunch with Alexander Hammerstone. Yeah, you did some work in MLW um, with Logan Creed. Two amazing individuals. What were those experiences like for you? Because uh, I have to go out and find you versus Hammerstone because I, I know your work and I know his work, and I just think that's a man. 
That's a dream match, a uh, main event in any arena. That's right. Yeah, I worked with uh, Hammerstone at the uh, Indie Expo there in Texas uh, this last uh, August, and then I also worked with Lions Pride Sports a few years back. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure both those are on YouTube or on Fight. Uh, but Logan, man, he's a monster. Dude's huge. And he's he's agile for a big man. He came over with the the Undertaker, the big dive over man, and uh, that was that was some scary stuff, dude. I've never experienced anything like that. I've never had a man that big jump in the air at me like that before. Uh, but Logan's a monster, man. He's a, he's good to get in the ring with him. Hammerstone, I can't say enough good stuff about Hammerstone. I can't put him over enough. Hammerstone's the real deal, man. He's got it all, all the ability in the world that he's got to look like nobody else has right now. The dude's jacked as fuck. Great brother, man. Can't say enough good stuff about Hammerstone. Yeah, we're all, uh, well, sorry, Tony. With uh, Mike Dell as well. Uh, One man. Yeah, he's, One man. <laughs> he's, he's another uh, uh, ECPW alum from up here, and I uh, train with him in. If you ever want to bring me up, I'm the I've got a pinfall victory over one man, and you know it's twenty something years in the making. If he ever wants a rematch, I'm ready. Oh, that's awesome, man! I've had so many matches with Mike; he's great. Uh, are you coming out of retirement, Tony? If it was for if Mike Dell wants to have a match, absolutely, I'll take the Dell bump. I don't mind. Oh, oh man, hold on, hold on. Tag Mike Dell. <laughs> Doing it right now. So out of all, all the guys, right? We grow crowbar. Devin Storm is right yeah. up the road from you, and we're friends with him. But you're going to come out of the retirement for Mike Dell. Well, it, look, Crowbar was around, and he was involved in training the two of us. But, you know, in terms of guys coming up together, like Mike Dell and I, like we were, we were training together all the time, you know? Like we were in the locker room together getting ready to do uh, tapings and whatnot. So, yeah, probably. All right, so I'm going to put you and Mike Dell against Crowbar and no, Andrew no, no, no. Anderson. Let's, let's not start anything. I mean, I don't oh, know. we're doing it. Here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> get, no? get, get Moonshine up here. We're on the line with Moonshine Mantel. At Moonshine Mantel on the Twitter machine. He has a pro wrestling tea store, prowrestlingtees.com. Moonshine Mantel. Uh, buy some, some Moonshine merch. Right. Uh, how have you been dealing with this pandemic? I know from March to August, there really wasn't much uh, for you to do. How'd you stay busy? How'd you keep your mind sharp and, and positive? Man, uh, it was weird. I mean, uh, you know what? I'll take that back. Because at that point, honestly, in wrestling, my body was killing me. Um, like I had a lot of nagging injuries and, uh, it was, it was hurting physically to work out and, uh, it was hurting physically to have matches. So for me personally, it couldn't have came at a better time. So I got to, you know, recoup, let my body heal and everything like that. And then when I started back, you know, I mean, it was, it was good. We were all good to go, but, uh, it's been, it's, it's hurt financially, man. I can't you know say that enough. A lot of guys are hurting financially because of this. Cause you know, we, especially down in Texas, man, we were working, you know, two, three, sometimes four times a week. And like that becomes a big part of your, uh, your overall uh, finances, man. So that has sucked. It's been good, you know, getting to recoup on my body and everything like that from nagging, you know, aches and pains. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been different, man. It's been a little bit different because I've been going hard so so hard for like the last six years. So this this year seven, I'm not really counting this one of the books. 
Oh, fair enough. And it seems like you going hard has worked out, though. You had a, you did some stuff at Impact. You did MLW. I know you went down to the Performance Center a couple of years ago. What's a what's a goal? What's the the Moonshine Mantel goal as we move forward into hopefully a much better twenty twenty one for everybody? Kid signed. <laughs> That's the goal right now, man. I mean, if there was ever an eye on the prize or bullseye on something, man, that's it. Get signed. I've been signed before within NWL, and I'm grateful for my experience there. And it, it came to an end a little bit earlier than expected. But uh, to get signed, man. Awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic stuff, Mr. Moonshine Mantel. Uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, anything else before you want to leave the fans with while we uh, pull this train into the station? Um, like you said, you know, if, if you want to get me on any of the social media outlets, it's all at Moonshine Mantel. Super easy for you. If you want to get my pro wrestling tea store, it's, uh, uh, at pro, uh, pro wrestling teas, it's at the moon at Moonshine Mantel there as well. And I just want to thank everyone who's been uh, supporting me over the years, man. It's, it's been a kick-ass career so, career so far, and I'm just getting started, man. And I can't wait to see what's coming up in 2021 because I know there's a lot of people hungry for professional wrestling, especially to get out there to those live events, man. We're all aching and itching for it, so I can't wait to get back. Absolutely. And real quick, I know we just said we'll let you go, but if you had a preference as to what company you would work – is there like a specific company now that, that has – uh, guaranteed contracts or contracts in general that you'd be willing to work for more than another? Uh, man, I'm open to hear from, I mean, I know that's the politically correct, you know, answer, but I'm open to hear from anyone who's interested in me, man. That's well, awesome. I got it, one it'd be last silly question. to pass on you. So I got one last question. Uh, I know yeah. when we started, uh, you mentioned that sting and the NWO was the reason you got into wrestling. How cool is it now in 2020 that we've got Sting actually making appearances on television again, you know, for a major wrestling company. That's got to be pretty cool. Man, that's nuts. And it's cool. It's cool to see like a lot of like, you know, some of your childhood people in at AEW. It's, I love that Tony, uh, Tony Schiavone is on the mic every single week and with JR, you know, it's little things like that that like I love about AEW, especially bringing about Sting. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And uh, it's uh, the thing I get a kick out of every week is listening to Jim Ross because he's like zero fucks given Jim Ross at this point. He just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He just doesn't care. And I mean, you know, I don't he's it's not like he's wrong, you know, and he's I'm sure he gives out advice and everything like that. But it's just like, you know, what can you say, man? Now, I love it. Yeah, but it's 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 not even like I know I know he caught some controversy recently with with talking about doing too many dives and flips and whatnot. But I'm just talking like on commentary, like he'll just get disgusted when he sees something and be like, "Oh, we're gonna do this again," and it's just like, "Wow, he just doesn't <laughs> care." But you're he right. Doesn't see seeing all those guys, it just it brings back memories and the fact that you know that they could all still you know ply their trade at that level. It's just, it's just something to see, you know. Yeah. Yep. And they're, they're, you know, just like with the SWE roster, man, I mean, they're, they're guys to learn from. So if there's guys there on that roster, not picking their brain left and right and asking them advice on, you know, their matches, it's, it's their loss, man. Cause those guys are le legends. hundred percent, hundred percent. Is there, who's on your list? Is there someone on your list for 2021 that you haven't gotten an opportunity to tangle with that you, uh, you want to get in there and uh, roll around, bang them up, beat them up, slam them, kick them in the dick. 
<laughs> oh man it's funny you say the kick from the dick thing um let's see man honestly you know what i never really got the match that i wanted uh the one-on-one match there's two people uh i've never got a one-on-one match even though i've been in a few tag team matches against him against uh Mance. and then also before he got signed, I never got a real like one-on-one matchup with Ricky Starks. So those are two people who I'd love to, you know, somehow tangle with in 2021. But uh, Mance is one of them. I like those matchups. I'm going to start the narrative that Ricky is dodging you, so maybe that'll entice him to uh, yeah. to get in there. That's why he's he's dodging me, so, so now he's putting me over on all the podcasts. That's it. He knows. He's That's like, God, I, we can't get, I can't get in the ring with Moonsign now, so I'm going to put him over because I can't afford to take an L. Yeah, that's what it, he's been running all these years, man. That's it. This uh, this upcoming SWE show uh, in February. I mean, this this lineup is loaded. Uh, yourself, just incredible. Uh, Mark Henry's going to be there. Rodney Mack, Charlie Haas, Amber Nova, Lindsey Snow, Teddy Long, Tim Storm. I mean, SWE is on fire right now, and I know it's on Fight, right? You can watch it on Fight TV. Um, yep. And then if you're in the area, I know Dallas, Fort Worth, Baton Rouge. Uh, Dallas, Fort Worth is CW33. Uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, CW21. I mean, this lineup is amazing. What do you expect when you go into a TV taping like this with, with such talent? I mean, I usually expect a hell of a show, man. And I, you know, I expect each and every person on the roster to bring it. So that's the great thing about this, man. There's a lot of people not only to learn from, but man, it, it's a great show. So not only the fans win, but the guys on the roster win, because when you got the guy, you know, in the match ahead of you and he's going out there and killing it, it's just like, you got to step it up and you got, you know, just like you said, you got a lot of legends out there and who are going to bring their A game. So it's one of those things, man. You come there and being a part of SWE only gets you better. Uh, Charlie Haas, how valuable is him being in the locker room to you guys? So Charlie Haas is one of the guys who's helped me out like since maybe year two of my career. So I've known Charlie for a while and uh, man, he's always a wealth of knowledge. He's, he's great to ask either for match finishes or anything like that. I love working with him. Um, he's very physical. He likes to get in there and, you know, I mean, he's not afraid to fucking lay his shit in. Uh, Charlie Haas is dude. And the thing I love about Charlie, man, it's been all these years since he's really worked, you know, a consistent on a consistent basis, but I watched him, you know, a few months back and like, it's like, he hasn't missed a step, man. He's still got that snap. He's still like, he, he drew me into a match, you know, that I wasn't even like interested in, but I was just watching just to see him. But all of a sudden, like I gave a shit, you know? So uh, Charlie Haas has still got it, man. He's got a story to tell. Um, and I can't wait until uh, he gets out there and, and tells it. Oh, one of my all time favorites, Charlie Haas. Another really? really? Oh yeah. That's all. Aw- oh, that's awesome, man. One of uh, he's, a, I mean, he made his, his niche up here in Jersey after going to Seton hall. So, um, Seton Hall boys, him and his brother. That's right, yeah. R.I.P. R- Russ. But uh, so that's why when he when he went to WWE and you know with him and Shelton, it just felt like full bloom Mark over Charlie Haas and Shelton. 
for that too, but for that matter. But yeah, I'm so happy to hear that you're working with him. I'd love to, I'd love to pick his brain one day. Man, I mean Charlie, <laughs> Charlie has. A, I'm telling, I'm telling you guys now, man. Charlie has a pretty unique story going on in his life and his real life, and uh, I, you know, I hope a company out there really, you know, I mean SWE is cashing in on it, but you know, I'm talking about one of the major companies out there. I hope maybe they kind of cash in on this because. Uh, Charlie Haas has still got something to offer the wrestling world, man. Yeah, and it's crazy. You see his partner, Shelton Benjamin. Didn't he just win gold this past weekend for WWE? So, yeah, yeah. Tag team champion. Unbelievable. It's strange, yeah. man. 2020, like the guys that you didn't, you know, you didn't hear about for a long time. Everybody's back and everybody's like, it's like you said, never missed a step. So much more to offer the business. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, man. Yep. Unbelievable. Awesome. Uh, again, it's uh, at Moonshine Mantel on the Twitter machine for WrestlingTees.com forward slash Moonshine Mantel. Mr. Mantel, it's been a pleasure. We'd love to have you come back on once uh, the wrestling business picks up again and we have uh, a lot more to discuss with you uh, because I don't think uh, the rate you're going, we'll be able to get you back on the show in, <laughs> in a year or so. Uh, the, the PR people, they don't like us because we curse a lot, so it's hard to get a... <laughs> It's all right, man. I love I love to curse a lot too. So we're always you're in good company always. Moonshine, thank you so much. Have a happy holiday. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Mr. Moonshine Mantel. Uh big up and comer. Definitely follow him. Lisa, who's down in Texas, she threw uh in the Facebook chat. She said uh he's a monster. So uh yeah. Yeah, good she time. would know. She's a big fan down there in Texas of the Indies. I'm glad someone is keeping an eye on the Facebook chat. For some reason, I'm logged in as as uh, an account that's not the Shining Wizards account. Let's just put it that way. And I am not seeing anything going on in the chat. How is that possible? How could you wait? So it would be your personal Facebook account then, right? Uh, well, yeah. All right. Let's just say that. But no, like I can't. Whoa! What kind of double life are you leading over there, T Donk? Well, I mean, you really want me to break kayfabe? Yeah, kind of. All right, I kind of want to know. Let me let me see if the other person's here. Hold on, I get in there. Hey guys, I'm on Facebook. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. it's broadcasting on my page. Larry's on Facebook. Yes, it I is am. A Chris, it's a Christmas miracle. Larry's back. I swear to God, I got a white beard, I got a big belly, and my fat ass is stuck in the chimney. <laughs> and yet, you're on Facebook. Better not be putting them marijuanas in my cookies. I got lots of presents to deliver. <laughs> I gotta go. Yo, did you guys just see this? Or did you see this? I missed it. I had to go do something. What happened? I know what you're going to say. Kevin Green. Kevin Green. Yeah. Yep. Late to the Nitro party, sir. I was going to bring it up when Moonshine started talking about Rodman, but I really didn't want to stunt yeah, the whole. Yeah, it was probably uh, a better idea. I was actually going to ask him what he thought about uh, Rodman and his uh, and his travels around the world since his days in basketball. He's got uh, going to visit the folks in North Korea and running different basketball leagues and marrying Carmen Electra and all that other nonsense. Oh man, that's a bummer. Yeah, I know he's only fifty eight too. Did they did they give any kind of reasoning or? or no, what? I was literally just trying to find our our uh, our chat our our live feed, and that just came across my timeline. Wow. Some of them are gone. Yeah, no cause mm-hmm. of death. That's pretty fucking crazy. God it's awful. My it. brother-in-law was here today, and uh, he had got COVID at the firehouse. He was fine. 
the 60-year-old guy that he worked with who got it was fine. And the two 30-year-old kids were in ICU. Oh, Jesus. It's crazy. Nothing well, makes sense anymore. Well, I just went I went today. I'm in I'm in officially on the old quarantine now because I was exposed to a positive person this week. So I'm supposed to be on lockdown from work at least for the next 10 days, 14 right. days. I'm going to ask you guys a question. And this is like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't bring it up here, but. Do it, baby. What, what do you, like, are you guys comfortable enough to go to a restaurant at this point in time? No. 25% distancing, no. masks, everything. No. Any particular reason or just because, like, look around? No, I work in the restaurant business. I see the dummies that come to pick, like, people walk in with their coats over their face. Oh, I forgot my mask. We're fucking nine months into this. How do you not have a fucking mask on your keychain, on your fucking wrist? Well, I, but I tell you this much. In fairness, like, I took my kid to the uh, to the uh, the orthodontist last week, and uh, one of the girls that worked there was telling me, like, she, like, up and went into Target and was shopping for 10 minutes and didn't realize that she forgot to put her mask on. So, I mean, you know, honest shit happens. At, at this point, though, at this point, it shouldn't. Listen, I went to the post office a couple weeks ago. I jumped out of my truck. The line was outside, so I just got online outside. I said, fuck, no mask. Went back to my truck, put my mask on, got back in line. It happens. Yeah, but all right, that was that was a, a split-second brain fart. This, this this person was shopping for 20 minutes without a mask? Come on. It was more like five, but get out of here. Okay, but to, look, I'm just – the risk is not worth the reward. Um you mean a delicious meal isn't worth it? Take Yo. it to take it to go. I'd rather take it to go so I can eat at home when I'm done. I fucking unbutton my pants. I shit the floor. I'm good. I don't have to fucking worry about blowing up some bathroom. No, I just, it's just not worth it. Why do you ever it. worry about blowing up somebody's bathroom? Are you I, serious? Look, I went to a hula hands once and I clogged the whole toilet. It fucked their whole day up, okay? Plus, you shit your pants at Target, so look who we're talking to. Yeah, I threw my pants out. I threw my underoos out in the garbage and called it a day. <laughs> So you put the S on the end of underwear, don't you? I do. And in it. <laughs> wow. Matt with the zinger. <laughs> Holy shit. Once in look, once in a while I can I can I can no, do that the, was a gem, my friend. That I was can, a gem. I can, I can do the funnies. Um where do you guys want to start? Because there is so Can we much. Start with picks. Can we please start with picks? I'm dying to find out if I'm still in the lead. Okay. Not what like a... I really care, but you know. He's Kevin. Can you do you listen to this fuckface? <laughs> He's dying to find out, but he doesn't care. He's a walking hypocrisy. That's what they call me. It's a walking something. Oh, this is this is freak. This is freaking me out. I have the chat opened with the feed of us talking, and oh, it's not us talking. So it's completely throwing me off. I got to no, close don't it. Don't watch that. Don't ever watch that. The best thing to do, just watch Zoom. Zoom is real time for us. Don't even don't even try to watch Yeah, but I want to see what the people are saying in the chat. So then just cover it up with Zoom and just leave the chat open. That's all. Uh, you're a genius, Tony. That's why I do what I do, K-Dog. I'm sorry, Kev Kringle. That's right. Kev Kringle. Can we, can we start Ring of Honor? I feel I, like Ring of Honor be the place. No, picks. Yeah, oh, picks. Pick. Ring, Ring of, of Honor, Honor picks. And then we oh, can okay. get into the show. Final batter was uh, battle was final Friday. batter, baby. We're making cookies. <laughs> the last batch of the holidays. The final batter. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I am the worst. Have you guys had any trouble with your packages? <laughs> no, because yes. I use Manscaped, baby. 
Uh, what kind 5, of five thousand RPMs? You hear that? It's quiet. You can't hear shit. What kind of packages are we talking about, Kevin? Deliveries. <laughs> Deliveries. Look, I gave you. I told you guys a little tidbit. Lamp. Oh. What? Oh, there we go. What uh, are you doing? Oh no. What are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back. No, I'm like in and out. What no, you're like on? staticky. Can you switch ports? Is it? Is it? Is it your mic? Oh, or? my mic's a disaster. Hold on. Hold on. Or is it your boat? Uh, boats and hose, boats and hose. Everybody's got them boats and hose. Did I tell you guys on air or last uh, last week off air that Milwaukee Tom had won the giveaway and he hadn't gotten his package? Yeah, I saw that. I saw a little back and forth today on the old Twitter. Well, he finally got his package. It was supposed to be delivered December 8th. It came today. So packages are taking a little bit of extra time out there. The United States Postal Service is dragging their ass. My, my Yeah, but have you guys had have, I've had two instances this weekend where confirmed delivered but haven't got them. Yeah, that that if it's especially Amazon that happens. That happens. I was wondering if my uh my foil and yeah, my bounce dryer finally showed up. So, huzzah, that took 2 weeks. Your what? My foil Oh, thank my god. Sheet. Thank god, Tony. Your your dryer of- sheets. That one, hey man, you know what it's like having to walk around with staticky clothes, Kev. It sucks. Oh, you were, listen. Wait. I'm a big bounce guy. I love to bounce. I'm bouncing all over the place. Bounce, come on, bounce. Yeah, <laughs> listen. You're, t- you're talking to the Iron Man here, all right? I iron and I bounce. That's true. All right. So you want to get in the picks here, T Donk? Yes. Hold on a second. We gotta we gotta get this queued up. I do too. Here we go. Pay-per-view picks part one. Ring of Honor final battle. All right, what do we got? All right, so final. I think I won this night. You did, Kevin. Final battle took place Friday night. Um, We had the whole card lined up, and then last week, uh, a couple people got the COVID. EC3 got it. He gave it to his parents. Um, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Bandito, Flamita, Kenny King. So they had to move some things around, and during the pre-show... Um, they announced, uh, they set up a couple matches and, uh, we got some clarity on what we're going to see. So we lost the six man tag match and we lost Jay Briscoe against, uh, EC3 in its place. And we can talk about it when we get there. We got Jay Briscoe against Shane Taylor. Uh, and then they set up a Dalton Castle Ray Oris, uh, match during the pre-show. So that was fun. Uh, Tony and me went five and five. Uh, Kevin, Went six and four. Uh, We all pretty much won the same picks. We all had the foundation, both sets of foundation. uh, Williams and uh, Rat Titus beating Wheeler, Utah, and uh, Fred Yehi. We had the foundation retaining the tag titles. We had Jonathan Gresham winning. Um, We had... Dude, who, what was Kevin's difference? Did Kevin pick the Kevin's, winner of the I, I picked uh, Ray Horace Hogan over yes. um, Dalton, Castle. Dalton Castle. Oh, Horace won. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I didn't get to finish that match. I was in the middle of that when we started doing techie things. Uh, we all had Mike Bennett and Taven for the win. Um, and we all had Dan Housen. All right. So. But I'm pretty sure I threw it all away on Sunday. If I'm not mistaken, as well, but we can we can talk about the pay per view first. Matt. I would I think throw it all away is you being a little hard on yourself. You and Tony made some questionable picks. Uh, you both made the same questionable pick. Yeah, made you one pick what? wrong. He, pick, he picks one match better than us, and all of a sudden he's a fucking WWE expert. No, who? 
You. I just don't. Do you really? Can we talk about Ring of Honor before we get go down this fucking WWE rabbit hole? You're the one that brought up WWE, but yes, let's go back to Ring of Honor. No, that was me. All right, Kev, fuck you too. <laughs> no, fuck you, T Donks. I think the overall issue is the picks, not the the show. All right, let's do it. Come on, uh, Tony. What from Ring of Honor did you get a chance to watch? I got up to Dalton Castle and Ray Orders. So everything from the beginning to that point, I watched. I, I wanted to watch the four way. And then I just started getting into the tag matches. The pure tag match was awesome. The storytelling that the pure rules set up in the tag team situation is just something to behold. And the fact that they were like, Rhett Titus at one point wanted to break up the pin, but he couldn't. So he threw fucking, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Yuta at the fucking pylon where Yehi had him in the choke and shit. Great shit. Great shit. And then I saw the uh, the the PCO Briscoe versus um, uh, Lethal and Gresham. Yes, that was a hell of a match too. PCO is still a fucking maniac. It's really amazing is. the shit that he does. Absolutely insane. It uh, my heart. I said it last week because he was on Ring of Honor TV. Every time he does that goddamn fucking bump to the outside of the ring where he hits the <laughs> the ring apron, it is mm-hmm. uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. I do and not he just enjoy. Doesn't it. Care. All right, so you watched up to Dalton Castle, Kevin. Did you get through the whole show? Whole freaking show. Wow. What what did you enjoy most from the show? Uh, for me, the most enjoyable thing was probably I'm a big like I'm a big Mike Bennett guy, as you guys can tell. Uh, former guest of the show, even though he's a Patriots fan, I love him back in Ring of Honor. I love him teaming with T- with Taven. The OGK is back. Uh, I thought that match was absolutely incredible. Uh, and uh, let's see, I, I'd actually be more pressed to point out the one thing I didn't like as opposed to the one thing I did like. Oh, shit. And actually, there's two of them. Little, oh, little shit. too much, little too much chicanery in the main event. I know they debuted Bestia, but like, right, that was his first appearance, right, Matt? Yes. Yeah. So I know they did that, but little too much chicanery for, remember when I had that complaint about, New Japan, not really a complaint, but I guess an observation about New Japan, uh-huh. about how like they're kind of getting a little too fancy for the britches and just not sticking to what brought them to the dance. And again, I don't know the whole story behind it, so maybe there was more, but I could have done without that wonky finish. And Danhausen, Danhausen getting his contract by disqualification, not the biggest fan of that, but it, it, I get it based on, I guess, Matt, I guess the story was he just couldn't win. Is that right? I don't know if there was much of a story there because there wasn't a lot of Danhausen on Ring of Honor TV going into this. Brian Johnson is all over Ring of Honor TV, and I okay. think I think he is fantastic. Um, then, then, then you know what? That makes sense then, because if the Brian if Brian Johnson's on all the time and uh, you don't want him to lose, that's and then that, that makes perfect sense then. Yeah. So those are your two your two bugaboos. Your Canadian flag just fell. My out. two. Yeah, yep, yep, heard it. Okay. Um, only two bugaboos, but then now that we talked about it, I'm okay with the Dan House and Brian Johnson thing. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about the the Roosh win yet. Maybe you can shed some light on that for me. Well, I'm a, so of, uh, I was very vocal on Twitter uh, Friday night about Brody Lee losing. Uh, Brody King, Jesus Christ. Jesus, Brody Lee. Uh, about Brody King losing, which uh, hindsight worked out really great for us, actually. Um, yep. 
I don't know if I can announce that yet, but uh, we'll we'll wait until I can get confirmation on that. Well, you he essentially just did. Um, I was really fucking annoyed. Uh, but on the flip side of the coin is it looks like they're setting up um, FIJ against the foundation. Um, eh? Yeah. So at the end of so after the match, did I miss? After the so, Bestia come out came out. He helped them beat Brody King, and it's LIF. I don't know why I said FIJ. I'm combining the two factions because I'm a loser. Um, mm-hmm. Post match, they're celebrating, and then at the top of the ramp is the foundation, and they are very upset about the way this went down because it was not pure. It was not Ring of Honor style. So I think we're going oh. to get um. Faction versus faction, because Kenny King's coming back. Uh, I know he's got uh, on Ring of Honor TV. They set up uh, LSG challenging Kenny King, um, so that'll be happening next week on ROH TV. So I did not see that. Yeah, yeah, it was right at the end. It's some pretty exciting stuff. Uh, and Bestia, Bestia uh, is is uh, Piroth. Am I saying that right? Piroth, yeah, yes. So he is Rush- like Piroth from like 1995. Yep. He is he is Rush and Dragon Lee's father. So Bestia six. It, that's not Bestia six. Not Bestia. It's it's Bestia Del Ring. Wow, my mind is blown right now. Yeah, they do a lot that the, uh, down there and with the name changes and there was La Parca, there was L.A. Park, there's Bestia, there's Bestia six six six. I think Bestia six 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 was in the hospital with COVID last week. I think that came out. And that's Damien's kid, right? Yes. Yes, that's Damien six six six's kid. Yeah, Bestia spent time with uh, Selena De La Renta in MLW. Yes. Jesus Christ! Talk about the Samoan family tree here. This one's getting. We need a fucking Venn diagram for this. We do. Um, God, I hate when I start a sentence with um. The the four way for the uh to get oh aces aces of spaces baby. What did you What did you think of the uh, lucha rule where like guys could get shit canned and then somebody else could just jump in? Well, it's a four way, so I didn't really care that much. Like it, it was a great dynamic because a lot of times like somebody would try jumping in the ring. Like there was one point where uh, LSG was working with somebody and they went to the outside and the other two guys just jumped in. And when LSG went to shit can him back in, he realized that there were two guys in the ring that were legal. So he kind of just threw him down in disgust and went back to one of the corners. That's some funny shit, dude. That's some, that's some great storytelling devices. Yeah. In that, in that and obviously we're super happy for LSG getting, getting this platform here now as a single a little surprised by the finish, even, even though I'm kind of not, now the finish was a little kind of fucked up too. It was like a little off the way things went down. Oh well, I'm not. I'm not talking about the techniques or the the actual. I'm talking about who actually who won. won over and who actually won, which was. I, I I'm not shocked, but I I'm not I'm not shocked at who won. I'm shocked at who didn't win. I really thought Josh Woods was really gonna. See, I, Josh Woods was the one that I had eliminated right off the bat because Josh Woods was brought in a couple of weeks ago as the guy going after the pure championship. I don't think the television championship would have done him any favors. So, but wouldn't wouldn't the idea of of not getting it and then like getting something else wouldn't that be a nice little story? Like, remember when I forget what it was, but like. Like someone like did not like w- like lost a world title match and then the next day won like the intercontinental title or something like that. No, I, I get what you're saying, but but the thing was the whole hype machine was was about him, you know, being a former pure champion and he came back because the title was back and 
it, it would Fair seem enough. like a little Russo-rific for them to do that with him, you know? Unless they didn't have plans for him in the peer division and just wanted to keep him relevant. Because didn't he just, if he, I read, didn't he beat Jay Lethal? He did, um, which, was my, which was my problem with Flip being in the pure title match. Would you have flipped them? Maybe. No pun intended. Ah. <laughs> I thought I thought Josh Woods beating um, Jay Lethal would be a huge step towards him uh, getting a shot at Gresham with the pure title, and that still might be on the table. But because of his wrestling background and everything, I thought that was was set up beautifully. And I, then I think Josh Woods lost to uh, fuck. I can't remember. I know who you're thinking of. It's, I can't remember not, either. No, John Walters. Lost to Tracy. Josh lost to somebody two weeks ago on TV. Yes, to... and I can't remember who it was. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, I have to look it up. Shane, it wasn't Samoa Joe. Yeah. It wasn't Samoa Joe. Yes, no. it was Samoa Joe. Good. 100%. Uh, but See, this I is think... why I'm here. This is why I'm here, guys. I think Deppin winning was a, ver- was a surprise to me. I picked LSG because I felt like with the package they put together with LSG and the way his match with Lethal went, where he went to... Th- to the judges, the 15 minutes. Um, I was like, this is a great stepping stone from him. He's local. He's not, I thought, so my thinking going into this was, uh, Dragon Lee, Roosh, they're from Mexico. So they have to, you know, are they relocating to the States to work in the ROH bubble? Or are they going to go back to Mexico? And if they get stuck back in Mexico because of this COVID bullshit, are we without our world champion and our TV champion? And the yep. fucking six-man tag champions because Bandito and Flamita got, got COVID too. So I was like, I was thinking like we can always take the titles off of them and then give them back to them. And I forgot how good Roosh was because the last program he was in last year at Final Battle was the dog shit with PCO. And I love PCO. He's a great guy. He's a former guest of the show. He's always kind to us. I just didn't like the direction of that that. You know, they tried, they went away from where their bread was buttered. They went and tried to do entertainment with the fucking the lightning yeah. and the hearst and all that bullshit. Um, yeah, why totally. do you need to bring that up again? Because it was shit. bad, it was a year ago, and then we 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 went into 2020. And you know, I know Marty left a really bad taste in everybody's mouth, especially that 16 year olds, but um, he had the book and things were looking great. We were looking at an NWA. Uh, ROH feud w- for the title. And then all this shit had, and Roosh was involved in that. And he, we at Free Enterprise, he had teamed with Nick Aldis against PCO and Marty. And and now, you know, because of COVID, they had to kind of reset everything. And because Marty likes to fuck 16 year olds in the face against their oh, will, God. allegedly, um, oh, come on. he's out. But Delirious is back in. And if you've been watching Ring of Honor TV, the book, see, they seem to be. You know, going back to the strengths, and they have all these young, awesome guys. So Deppin winning, I thought was under the radar, but it was a great choice because him and Dragon Lee had a fucking awesome match. Was it a banger? No, it was not a banger. You know, it was a banger. Fucking Shane Taylor and Jay Briscoe. Yeah, that, I know you were questioning about that. Tell me more. I'll tell you what. In my text, I fucking put Shane Taylor, and then I fucking deleted it, and I picked Jay Briscoe. I went, I think I wrote, I think I wrote same. You guys both picked Jay and I wrote same. I did not want to write same so bad, but I felt because I was watching at this point and you guys weren't that maybe you thought that I knew something that, that you didn't. So I just like, 
I just I'm like, you know what? They're gonna like I was the only one watching. I'm like, they're gonna think that I, you know, this means that Shane Taylor's obviously gonna win. So I I went, I'm not making excuses. I made the pick. Uh, but that's that was my thought process. I was like, you know what? Let's just go with what they said this time. Well, and Kev, truth be told, and I know Matt's probably going to fucking be like, what the fuck? But because I told him after I made my picks, I was like, this was tough shit. I was fucking on the cusp of putting Shane Taylor myself. And I was like, nah, I don't I was, know. Because uh, fucking Briscoe had those promos. Like, I got to do this shit on my own. And I'm like, is he really going to fucking lose when he's putting himself out there? Yeah. Are, are both Briscoe's going to lose? That was like my, are both Briscoe's going to lose on this show tonight? Because we had already picked pretty assertively that they were not going to win the belts, uh, Mark and PCO. So then when they put Jade another match, uh, I'm like, all right, is he is he going to lose too? Like, yeah, he's like, I got to do this on my own, you know. It's like, no, you don't miss the boat. Yeah. My, my, <laughs> Jay, <laughs> Jay goes, I can be a partner now. And then Mark in the exact same voice goes, you missed the boat. Hey, man, you, you don't miss the boat. I got how, a partner. How missed the boat. How great is it that uh, they, they put out a meme of themselves where it was like the beginning of 2020, but it was a picture of them when they first started Ring of Honor and they were all skinny wearing the red singlets. And then they put the picture of them recently, like 2020 then and 2020 now. Funny shit. Them boys got it going, man. I thought Nothing. this was one of the the best matches of the night. I thought yeah. I thought up to this point, the paper, the show was strong. Dragon Lee, Tony Depp, and really like just it like it started this ball rolling. Shane Taylor, Briscoe was awesome. Even though I wasn't happy that Flip was in this pure title match, him and fucking Jonathan Gresham had an awesome match. And the fact that we got two Jonathan Gresham matches on the same show that you like you, you bow to the wrestling gods like he's so fucking good. There was something that you just triggered something that I remember not liking. I don't know if it was about this match. All right, so wait. I think it was the the found the Rhett Titus hot sauce match. Did they win with with uh, a submission with the foot on with, when someone actually had their foot on the rope? Yes, both feet on the ropes. Yes. Is that allowed? Was is that a pure rule? You can do that. Well, so, once once the rope breaks are over, touching the ropes won't allow a break anymore. So he was within his rights to put his feet on the ropes because the referee. Uh, can't break it at that point. All right. All right. So it was, was kind of cool because to try to weasel out of it, he was working over to the ropes. So uh, Hot Sauce just fucking put his feet up and wrenched back on it. And that that was like an automatic tap out at that point. That was, dude, there was some clever shit in that pure tag match. I'm a huge fan of that rule, you know, of, of, the, of the pure rules playing in the tag team situations. It was really cool because now when you come in and break up a pinfall or a submission, that counts as a rope break. So it adds a whole new dynamic to the rules. Like at one point, Rhett Titus was ready to break shit up, and he's like, oh, I can't. We're already out. Otherwise, we get disqualified. It's over. That's some good shit, man. Agreed. And Matt, I did not want to break your train of thought. It just literally triggered in my head, and if I didn't if I didn't mention it, I would have forgot it. So No, no, you're good. No train of thought broken here. I have fucking pages of notes, so we're good. There's something about the Gresham flip match, too. Was it the way that... that- uh, Gordon just passed out at the end because that how, was it. It was a ref stoppage. I think you, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it, Matt. That was it. That's one hundred percent what it was. But I mean, I like Flip, so I'm well, not going to cry too many rivers over it. If anything, it makes him look 
I guess, stronger in a way, like that old Stone Cold Steve Austin not going to tap out sort of deal. Yeah, and, and it was a whole different dynamic of flip. It wasn't all flippy do as we're used to. Um, but man, I fucking love me some Jonathan, Jonathan Gresham. Two great matches on the pay per view. Like him, look, if he cha- challenges Roosh, like I'm all for it. Yeah, talk about your uh, your your proverbial rocket. Right? Oh, he's fucking unbelievable. And I um, love the dynamic with him and Jay. Like, again, I don't watch Ring of Honor all that much, but the fact that it almost seems like Jay Lethal is kind of letting Gresham take the lead. I, again, I don't know what the, the foundation is all about, but it, like, if Jay Lethal is willing to let Jonathan Gresham kind of take the, the lead in this team or in the stable or or, or anything, uh, kudos to, G, to Jay Lethal, who's a certified Hall of Famer and any wrestling hall of fame you ever want to put together ever in the world jersey mount rushmore which i think is something that matt you put up on the facebook not too long ago i think everyone pretty much had jay lethal on that so for him to kind of like let jonathan gresham grow who's no young who's no spring chicken either let's not be let's not kid ourselves he's been around for a while but in many people's eyes the octopus is a new person so i think it's absolutely tremendous and uh jonathan gresham is Easily climbing up the ranks on KJG's must-watch He turned on you. I never hated him. Well, he never hated me, I mean. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, never he's... Never get uh, a copy of that uh, debut of Jay Lethal's either. I, 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 this, Tony, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> I've been thinking about that every day for like the last two weeks about reaching out to Jay Lethal and trying to get the tapes from that day. That would be awesome. Call his dad. You got his dad's number, no? Oh, yeah. He's my dear, my dear good friend. <laughs> you know? Just look up Mr. Lethal in the phone book. How many lethals are there in New Jersey? Let's see here. Elizabeth. 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 <laughs> Jay Lethal from Elizabeth. Uh, shall we move on? We shall. So that was Ring of Honor final battle. They fucking slayed it. Um, the, the latest TV show dropped today. Uh, I have to check it out. And I was misinformed. LSG Kenny King is going to be part of a Ring of Honor YouTube show on Christmas Eve. Ooh, me likey. Because they're doing the 12 Days of Honor. Now they're going to release, like, is that part of it? Uh, I don't know if it's part of it. That's a great question, Kevin. I know they were releasing a ton of content. And they brought back Maria uh, Canellis bennett And she will be uh, behind the Ring of Honor fan experience, which is a Facebook group that you can join and be heard um, and talk with other Ring of Honor fans. So, you know, they're they're trying something a little new here at Ring of Honor and you can't really fault them. It's 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 2021, essentially, like get with the times, bro. I'm 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 reading the Discord. The early reports about the Ring of Honor Experience Facebook group is uh is not not positive. Hopefully they get that shit squared away. Wait, what? what do you got for me? Talk to me. I joined it today, but I haven't been like I said. I had the family over. Uh, I took a nap because I'm a lazy fuck. Uh, I, I'm not attributing quotes to anyone, but I'm reading right now. It's an effing disaster. Uh, illiterate wrestling fans. <laughs> Wait, what? What are we? What are we talking about? The Ring of Honor experience group that Matt just plugged. Uh, <laughs> and they're saying that people don't know how to read. <laughs> is that what we're gonna? So this, so this is this is not the read of honor. That so I here guess. they're trying. Here it says they're trying to engage us with stuff like let us know what you'd like, who you'd like to see wrestling of honor, what are some matches you'd like to see, and all they're getting back 
or someone filling a kiddie pool with a construction site porta potty. I guess the responses aren't good. <laughs> it's not a reflection on Ring of Honor per se. It's a reflection on the people that are that are flocking to the website. Maria Canellis is a saint. Right. Oh no, it's not Maria Canellis. It's the people that are getting involved. Right. I mean, but you're you know, you you're gonna get that. You're gonna get that. <laughs> filling a kiddie pool with the porta potties. <laughs> Guys, can we just have can we just have a moment of silence here? Oh no. For uh Kevin Green. Not after Kevin Close. My Bill Goldberg uh retro figure that finally fell off the carding. Oh boo. And fell off the set, the, the great set here at uh, Studio Basement. So he has leaping ability so he can perform the spear. Is that his gimmick? No, he's a jumper. Why is Goldberg yeah. a jumper? Spear, brother, spear. No. Yes. No, you no, you idiot. You stupid idiot. You you idiot. You stu- I'm gonna, I can get 10 different old Hasbro uh, figures that would be better for a spear. You can't. How is he a spear? With, with what? Where's it, where's it going to hit you? With his, with his double fist up by his head. Might as well be three heads up there. Look at that. He looks kind of like the Warlord. <laughs> does look like the Warlord. Ah. What are you going to do with this? Why is Goldberg a jumper? Why was Kamala a jumper? Kamala used to jump off the top rope. That's why. You don't remember when when uh, when the fans were writing that they wanted Kamala's leap off the top rope band and uh, and uh, fucking uh, shit, what the hell is his name? Jack Tunney came out on TV and said, if I ban that, I got to ban Jimmy Snooker and Ricky Steamboat and everybody from jumping off the top. So unfortunately, he can keep jumping and the motherfucker kept on jumping. You could still jump off the top rope with your without your feet being pinched together. This was for a high. This was for the Cocos, for the Snookas, for the Steamboats, for the Shawn Michaels. Wasn't Marty Jannetty feet together? Yeah, well, he was a high flyer, but he's oh, he was a different jumper. Like he didn't have the hump. He just had like, he just had. I see my Marty Jannetty right over there. He had like a, a push down, but he didn't have the tee back or the tee donk, if you will. Wow, I thought you know what I'm saying he was the he was the only one that had that. But Matt, you know what I'm saying? Be back. All right, can we talk some? Can we talk some uh, WWE pay per view? Can we, can we, we move can. on? Go ahead. This is a big story. What the fuck. No, it's not. Now maybe it is. You're right. What's oh, a big? I'll tell you, Kevin. I'm going to give you a big story right now. We did Christmas last night. Me and the wife. My wife. Uh, no. I only have Malaways left, and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, where he's in the uh, purple tights, and it says Macho Man on the back, left to get now. You don't have Macho Man? I have Macho King. I don't have Macho Man. I might have two of those. Ooh, because oh, she, she got me the uh, Shawn Michaels, silver and black. Oh, such a great figure. She got me the purple Razor Ramon. Another great figure, with or without Without chain. the chain. No problem. I under- not casting any judgment. Well, just to figure, I still have a lot of accessories I have to get, but no. And then she got me uh, Undertaker. Um, a series With coat? No coat, but I think it's dark hair. One. Yeah, dark hair. Wait, Undertaker had the clothesline, didn't he? Yeah, but there's a couple. There's three different versions. There's the series four, the series eight, and the Malaway. Yeah. Would, would you got the Malaway too? No, I don't. I don't have any Malaways. Tony, if you Google Hulk Hogan Malaway right now. 
God, Hulk Hogan. No, do, do you know what the Hulk Hogan mail away is, Tony? By any yes, chance? I, yes, I remember doing research trying to help you idiots with your with your fig figures last year. I do. Oh God, they're probably like the mail away for Hogan. If you want it in the original bag, it's probably got to be at least I'll say conservatively fifteen hundred. Is that the one with the red shirt? Yes, it was basically WrestleMania nine garb. Well, there you go. See, I knew something about something. No, Tony, you Tony, you know a lot about a lot of things. I know you're a Dr. Lot Donk. Things. You're Dr. Donk. He knows uh he knows a lot about picks because That's right. It's a little little spoiler. Tony's still in the lead. Uh TLC was last night. Um I don't know. Right. I I would assume none of us watched it live because we didn't know anything about this eight man tag match, so we didn't pick that. So that was off the table. Yeah, it was a little pre show action, right? Yeah. Uh, Tony and Kevin went four and two. I went went five and one. Kev, let me ask you something before Matt starts shouting about his his awesome ability going five and one. When you hear. I don't think he's going to spout. When you hear mystery partner in wrestling, are you typically excited or are you typically know that you're going to be disappointed so you don't get your hopes up normally i'm excited really knowing yeah of course all right look okay well you didn't you didn't throw that you didn't throw that caveat in there what knowing how wwe recently has continued to let me down oh no but it's not recently it's history like look when when DX before DX was formed, when it was supposed to be Sean and Triple H and the New Age Outlaws and that eight man tag. Oh, so you're talking about it's Savio Vega and Savio and... Vega, or the four on four at Survivor Series and the mystery man was Jimmy Snuka. You know, shit like that. It's kind of like, eh. Who were you expecting Oscar's partner to be? Were you expecting Charlotte? No, I was not, and that's oh, that's my fault because everyone else on the planet apparently was. Well, maybe they knew something that we didn't know, but I'm thinking it's gonna be somebody like fucking Natty or you know, like maybe I thought Jenny. I thought it was gonna I thought it was gonna be Lana. I thought they were gonna let me down and it would just be Lana again, right? That was her partner. Yeah, I like thought, coming out like all crippled and shit, and then she gets beat yeah. easy and or maybe maybe a, a Kyrie Sane one night off return. I thought that in my head, but th- then and he- then and then even if that is even if Kyrie Sane does come back, they're not winning. Well, that's the thing. Like the logic said, like, like what the fuck have they really done with Shayna Baszler and Nia? I mean, like everything's kind of like Nia has been putting Lana through a table every week. And it's like, these guys really haven't done much. Like you're really going to take the belts off them without even trying to move them at all. It's like, it was weird. And plus fucking, I'm so sick of Charlotte. No offense. Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. Uh, Tony, no one gives a shit about the WWE women's tag team division. So wait, wait, wait. look, if we could spend some time on the picks for ring of honor, we could definitely spend some time. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm saying the reason why they took the titles off of them is because nobody gives a shit. I mean, that's probably a fair assessment. Well, no, it's, it's the reason they took the title off them. And the reason why Charlotte is back, even though I can't for the life of me, understand why they brought her back for this throwaway pay-per-view air quotes it makes no sense to me unless they're building a match at rumble and then maybe they're building who knows if ronda rousey will be back and maybe they'll be doing ronda rousey charlotte at wrestlemania who knows like but to me it's just it was a waste of charlotte's return because 
if whatever numbers we are allowed to look at for network numbers, I don't know if they even air them or pay-per-view numbers anymore. This will be like the least, this is like great balls of fire bad probably. Yeah. And, and the other thing is like, now you've got your women's champion teamed up with like the almighty Charlotte. And then how the fuck do they lose? You know what I'm saying? And then it's either like Charlotte's and, golden goose. She ain't going to lose. So now and, 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 and this is where Matt's point comes in because nobody cares about the women's tag division. Also, don't forget, there was a time in 1997 where I'm pretty sure Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin were the tag team champions. Yeah, this is more about the, the, the interaction between the two of them as opposed to the tag team titles. And you essentially have a built-in story right there. Like, Charlotte came back. She is Charlotte Flair, so she's going to act like Charlotte Flair. So her and Asuka as a tag team, when they lose to, like, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot because somebody accidentally hits the other one in the face, then there you go. They are no longer the tag team champions, and now you can do Asuka versus Charlotte for whatever fuck, SmackDown championship. What champion is she? For the five millionth time, uh, the Raw champion. Yeah, Asuka's the Raw champion. Look, think, yeah. you could say for the five millionth time all you want, but I would much rather watch a Charlotte Flair Asuka match than a fucking Asuka against uh, fucking Lacey Evans. I don't know. I don't even know who's in the WWE Women's Division. You wouldn't want to watch Lana against Carmella? I have zero interest in seeing Lana do anything, and I've seen Lana do lots of things. That's a I good have point. zero interest. I love... The Riot Squad, by the way, though. I think if there's one plus in that division, it's Liv and Ruby. So just put that out there. Did and you- also, Billy Kay's promo, her interaction with Asuka was hysterical. Billy Kay oh, is is incredible. What did you say, T-Donk? Um, oh, Kay. yeah. Did you see the Viking chick is pregnant with the other Vikings baby? Yes. What the fuck's her name? I don't even remember her name. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Logan. Logan. There you go. She's go- she gone, she- though. No, I know she's gone, you know, but congratulations. Vikings like to fuck. Of course they do. What else are they going to do? It's killing and fucking. It's a great lifestyle. Yeah, I'd say so. I wonder so. who they've been killing lately. It's a great question. You think, you think they've murdered somebody and, like, hid the body? I mean, if you're going to live the Viking lifestyle, you might as well go all out, right? I'm going to refrain from any any comments on this because I've been... I've been re- so I go between wrestling and murder. So I'm in like a real murder stage right now. I'm reading a lot about murder. I'm watching a lot about murder. Two uh, things that aren't necessarily mutually exclusive, as we saw in the main event of TLC. Oh boy, you want to go to the main event of TLC? Well, in fairness, the main event of TLC was the only thing I watched because I wanted to make sure I watched it. I wanted to make sure that I saw this big finale where they fucking burned a man alive and you know, all this other shit. Tony, uh, you watched the one thing on this show that you should not have watched. No, no, no. I watched it because everybody else was talking about it. And that was all right. All right fairness. I did watch the, um, I did watch the uh, opening match just because I knew the Miz was involved and I wanted to, uh, to for you to talk about it with me because how disappointed are you that Miz cashed in and fucking wah, wah. I put it behind me until you just brought it up. And now not only, listen, I'm happy that they got rid of that, the money in the back. No, see, I'm not even happy about that. The Miz. They is, took it off of Otis and pissed it away anyway. Hopefully that's the last we see of money in the bank. Let's just let's just hope that is Until a thing. Until the next pay per view rolls around. <laughs> oh look at that, Tony! Really? You wait. You're 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 done with money in the bank. Hate it. 
Done. Really? What's the point? What's the point if it's going to be a hot potato like everything else they do? The Money in the Bank was basically the 24-7 championship for like the last like three months. How does that happen? Yeah. And no one cashes in. And no one wins. You know What's what, the Kevin? point? Get so, out of here. Get out of here and don't come back. Money in the bank. Money, get in the back, you stupid, dumb idiots. Wow. Someone would say if they listened back to this podcast in January, how does corporate Kevin turn into anti-corporate Kevin? Oh, no, I'm still corporate. Oh. <laughs> Just... And you know what the sad part is? I really like the money in the bank that they did this year where everybody was fighting through Titan Towers and they wound up on the roof. Like, I thought it was something cool and different. And it was it fucking blew me away that they gave it to Otis and then everything went to shit shortly after that. Well, because Otis has to go back to OVW and so does Keith Lee and so does almost. They you all gotta go. If they got to go back and they got to work on shit, whatever. Fuck it's because it. Tucker turned on him. That's why he doesn't have his briefcase. That fucker Tucker. Was Tucker has Tucker even been on TV? You're nope. asking. You're asking the wrong two dudes. <laughs> yep. And my statements are true. You cannot watch zero WWE and just watch the pay per view. And every pre match package will catch you up in about a minute and a half, and you're good to go. <laughs> No, some of those pre-match packages go like six minutes now. It fucking okay. took like 18 minutes before they got to the first I'll match. T- I'll take fucking six minutes over sitting down and watching five hours of SmackDown and Raw every week. I'll tell you that right now. Arguments here, my man. Holy shit. You put on Raw def- right now, I dare Put on Raw right now, I dare you, man. Uh, put no, it on. I will do no such thing. Tony, put it on. I dare you to put on I Raw. have to make sure Ben Roethlisberger does not put up 30 points tonight so I can advance to my fantasy football championship. Oh, good for you. He fucking puts up five. I hope he puts up five, too. That means I fucking win and get to go on and play for the money, brother. Wait, what happened? I thought you had Derek Carr. I have. I have was in the semifinals uh, in two leagues. Uh, I thought maybe it was a uh, two-quarterback league. No, no. I lost the one where Derek Carr put up two points and was out. Yeah, <laughs> he got hurt. Tony, if you're going to watch anything from this mat, this show, Inferno Match is probably second to last thing on the list because I didn't think the tag match was anything great. This Drew which, Mac and... Which- which which tag? Uh, the women's, excuse me. I don't think the women's on the card. I think I would put the women's match second to last, and then the Inferno match, my least favorite. The Inferno match was actually well wrestled. I think they told a good story during that match. It was the finish that was just complete fucking dog shit. Oh, it, it wasn't even the finish. It was all the shit after the finish, dude. Corporate dunk. The story was fine. They'd never announced Randy Orton as the winner. There was no bell. There was no fucking yeah. Mike Rome going, and the winner, Randy Orton. They just, it was weird. The so announcers didn't count for anybody. I was going to say. Uh, I hate the, uh, first of all, I hate the, I hate the fucking Inferno match. I hate it. Yeah, when why fucking, did they bring it back? I have no idea. Every time someone, there's a body slam and a big move and the flames go up. What am I fucking six? Knock it off. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be corporate Tony and I'm going to tell you. For Fastlane in February, they're bringing back the Punjabi prison. Good for you guys. Is Jinder Mahal going to be involved? Yes, and they're bringing back fucking, uh, what's his name? Great Kali? Kali. They can murder someone again. They want more murder on the TV. Matt, yes. if, if you go back to the original Inferno match where like the impact of the ring and the fire was actually on the ring, like, do you remember that? Like, Yeah. yeah. It was right at the ring. That, that I was cool with, but this, like the flames are like six feet away. How does that, what does that even mean? How does, well, what? Kev, in, in fairness, I get your point, but in fairness, they said it got pretty fucking hot being in the center of the ring with all those flames directly around. I'm, I'm talking to Matt's point about how, like, what am I, a child? The, the, these, these quote unquote 
infernos are so far away from the ring that if you body slam them on the ring, it makes no sense for them to go up. Even at the end, the post-match, when he just throws a match on Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt should be the only thing going up in flames, not the freaking Thunderdome, not like Joey, you know, Cola over in Kalamazoo with a big flame in front of his face. It, it matched 100% right. What, what are we, like, children? From but I Kalamazoo, guess, Joey Cola. Uh, Joey, I, I, that's a comedian's name that I did not I want to mention. Somehow it just flew in my head. I don't know how that happened. Because he's from Kalamazoo. That's why. But Matt's 100% right about that. And at the end, too, why, why are all these flames going up in the, in the Thunderdome when he just threw a little tiny little stick match on Bray Wyatt? Can I, can I give a hot take? Oh, in an Cody. Inferno match? You sure can. I really hope that this is the end of The Fiend. I think I, I'm fucking done with it. Wait, what's uh, scorched earth, Tony? Scorched earth. What's uh, what happened to Alexa Bliss? Is she still? Well, she's still hot. No, yeah, she's not. still fucking hot. <laughs> she can still get it. Come on. Yeah, now. there's still a lot of fire right. going first, around her. That's fine. First of all, take it easy, you two. All right. What's the story with her the though? Guy- Is she still? Yeah. With Bray Wyatt, or the Funhouse so. Fiend, or whatever the fuck he's. Called I mean, you watch you watch the, the the recap before the match. She was yeah. in it. Yeah, Randy Orton took her out of his arms and he threw her back to her like she was hot potato. She's like the uh, the money in the bank. So she, but she's still because uh, Bray the Fiend is not dead. You can't murder somebody on TV. Let's be real here, people. Well, you can. That was just a dummy. You dummy. Well, going back to Tony's Money in the Bank match, they threw Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black off a roof. Well, we haven't seen <laughs> Aleister Black on TV since. <laughs> Holy shit, you're right. Um, but there was no, there was a there was a, a a second floor ceiling there. There was a second roof. It was like JFK. It was the second roof over there. The the match was <laughs> fine. The f- I just I don't know. Like he lit him on fire. What I don't get. I mean. Hey, Taking now. away from what was a really good pay-per-view up until then. Yeah, I thought the Drew McIntyre-AJ Styles match was fun. I kind of wish the Miz would have waited till the end to try and cash in, but like he got involved in the match. Well, to be fair, Seth Rollins did the same thing. And he I, made it, they made it a triple threat match. That's true. Can I ask a dumb question? Sure. Just one. Why? Why? What's stopping someone like an Omos or a John Morrison from just running up the ladder, grabbing the belt, and handing it to the person that they fucking want to win. Uh, I have a question. What's who's a Omos? The, the the big guy that was with fucking AJ Styles. Oh, Blood Diamond. Omos. Yeah, Blood Diamond. Omos. Blood Diamond. Yeah, there was other movie Blood Diamond. <laughs> no, I was calling him the Enderman from fucking Minecraft. Yeah, uh, he's a big boy. I don't know what's stopping him from because I don't know it. They're not in the match. Fucking so. John Morrison should have just ran up the fucking ladder, grabbed the belt, and when he cashed it in, just go, here's your belt, champ. There you go. Hey. I'm done. <laughs> and then we have the Morrison rule from now on and fucking uh, money in the bank matches. What? Um, well, how about how about this? How about Morrison runs down, hits the guy, hits almost with a chair, and then can't find a way to leave when he just came in that same way. Like, he's like going back and he's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with this chair? How do I get out of here? And, and then, why? And why is this not a two-on-one from the beginning? Why aren't AJ and almost just fucking beating on him from when the bell rings? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I mean Tony, there's it's it's. There's I know. An, there's a, there's a, a code. There's a code here. 
It's a huge loophole. And you think almost gives a shit about a code? Motherfucker got hit in the back with a chair, and the chair crumbled on him. AJ Styles does not pay almost. His name is almost. Almost. Yeah, I think it's O M O S. I think almost. Right? Almost. They, he almost so, got a name. <laughs> fucking almost needs to go back to the fucking name tree and get a better fucking name. Box of gimmicks. You don't think AJ AJ Styles pays almost to watch his back? I can't say his name. Oh my god. I like it. You almost got it right. I like almost. <laughs> I thought uh, if I had to give an MVP award to this show, I'd give it, give to, it, to, MV- to, give it to MVP. No, I'd give it to, to Carmella because I thought Carmella really looked really fucking good. And I don't know if it's because she worked with Sasha or not. And uh, anyone involved in that Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns match, that match was fucking great. Yeah, that's another another little curmudgeon, I guess you could say, is the amount of of Jay Uso involvement. I understand why. I get it. I'm not an idiot, but just like sit a couple plays out, man. Like, yeah, like this match could have been so good, and you could have had Roman Reigns still. I know he's a, I know he's a bad guy, and I know he's supposed to be a dirtbag bad guy, and that's what bad guys do. They cheat. I understand that, but part of me still wants that. You could be a bad guy. But you could also fight for your life and still win. You got to fight for your life. Or you can cheat to win, just not with somebody else. Uh, The Hurt Business, they're the new Raw Tag Team Champions. I almost made a drunk purchase last night. Almost bought all four Hurt Business shows or shirts. Did not do it. It's probably smart. Shame on you. No, shame on you. Drunk purchases are the best. Oh, stop. You'd be a really big fan of that show, Matt. We'll talk about that later. I don't want to show for a but for a mark. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? We'll talk about it. Whatever. My I wish dear I, friends. I wish my I dear had... friends, the Major Brothers, have a have a show called Boozing with the Toys. Yes. And what they do is they get really drunk. It was, and then they just buy stuff on eBay. It was Hawkins, uh, Swaggle, Ethan Page, um, Ryder. Raleigh Allen and Salakata. And then oh, even Zigman, Ziggler chimed in and they were all just oh so good. I didn't I bought I didn't buy anything, thank God. But I was very close to buying the Hurt Business shirts, all four of them. It's probably good that you didn't. Nope, very good. Because I checked my bank account today. <laughs> very good decision. Well, we got I'm, anything else from uh from TLC or uh, we have new tag champs. Uh, Sami Zayn, Big E is a match on SmackDown Christmas Eve sm- or Christmas SmackDown. Christmas, Christmas is Smackdown. Friday, right? Yeah. yeah uh, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, awesome match. I thought great storytelling. Um, it's no, a match on Christmas. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, it's a match like this where you get like. I've always liked Kevin Owens, even when he was Ring of Honor, um, but this like just seeing this like this is like. This is why, because he's capable of this, and the WWE, I feel like, doesn't give him opportunities to showcase himself like this, and this story with Roman is excellent. Uh, and, and Kate the Great in the Discord was talking about this match, so I had to, uh, I had zero intentions of watching this pay-per-view. And, so I had to watch this. And in the, uh, in the Facebook group. Yeah, so I had to watch this, and I had to watch the Inferno match, and... Uh, uh, and everything else because I heard the tag match was awesome. I enjoyed the McIntyre match. 
the women's tag match, whatever. Sasha and Carmella, I thought was a really good match. Again, it's not a surprise that WWE puts on a great pay-per-view like this. It's just, you know, the shit. It's like it's like you're giving me uh, two pieces of moldy bread, and that's like the last pay-per-view and the current pay-per-view. No, you're giving me two pieces of really nice bread, and then in between is just like a shit sandwich. Raw and SmackDown are full of shit sandwiches. Well, you, you know, Matt, you know what an analogy you could have used? An actual sandwich. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's like a liverwurst so sandwich. Fresh. No one wants a liverwurst yeah. sandwich. I enjoy myself. Of course, a good why liverwurst. does that not surprise me that you'd like a soft, gross liverwurst sandwich? Here's the, thing. Here's the thing about these shows that, that kind of bothers me, though, Matt and T-Dunk, is that you know, like AJ Styles with Drew McIntyre, you know AJ Styles isn't winning. Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, I'm pretty sure you know, maybe you got a little tricked into it towards the end. You know they're not winning. WWE is a three-month season. Maybe if Maybe if you want to split it up to like, Two and a half in the beginning of the year, and then two and a half at the end of the year for Survivor Series and SummerSlam. Everything else, like while the matches are great, while everything is good, you just know that like nothing, nothing major is going to happen unless the the, the 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 stars completely align for it to. So like going into the, is like Roman Reigns is the hottest thing ever. Is, is Kevin Owens going to beat him? No, he's not. Drew McIntyre, you haven't done it, is the victim of the worst timing ever with this pandemic. Is AJ Styles going to beat him? No, he's not. So we all know this is leading to some sort of blow off either at Rumble or Mania for everyone. And, and, uh, and hopefully there's crowds there to make it worth it. Otherwise, it's just going to be another, another lame duck year. And I'm okay with that because I don't watch WWE, so I don't give a shit. Fair enough. I don't know. It's just nothing. No, yeah, I, Matt, with you, I don't, I don't watch it either. Really, I don't want people to be like, "Oh, Matt doesn't like wrestling. Matt doesn't just like good wrestling." Listen, you fucking hand jobs. All right, tell me a fucking story. Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens is a great story. All right, I guess there was a story with AJ and Drew. I don't fucking know. I don't have fucking. No, it was, it's been terrible from what I understand. I don't have five hours to waste every week. I watch a fucking pay per view. Give me three hours. Give me the recaps. I'm good to go. I'll talk shit about it. You can tell me I don't know anything, and then we'll uh, talk about something I do watch every week. Uh, in the picks, though, me and Kevin went ten and six for the weekend. Ooh. Tony, you went nine and seven. So Tony, you're you're one fifty nine and eighty seven, and I'm two games behind you at one fifty seven and eighty nine. Uh, Kevin, you're at 155 and 91. Four games behind Tony and two games behind me. It's a tough hill. So we are getting down. We have Wrestle Kingdom. I'm pretty sure that MLW show is like a pay-per-view quality show, so we're definitely picking that. It's not a pay-per-view, though. You don't know that. They have not been. We know it. Kings of Coliseum. We talked about this. It's on YouTube. It's on for free. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not a uh, it's not a pay per view quality show. If they give us more than picking pay per view quality shows all year, we would have fucking been like four hundred and two hundred. If they they give us more than five matches in an hour, I'm gonna say it's pay per view quality. They're they're touting it as a big show. Well, I'm behind, and I need every like pick I can get, but I'm going to have to side with T-Dunk on this. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see when the, where, where the cards fall, because if that's the case, then we only have Wrestle Kingdom and Hard to Kill, and I don't know if there's an NXT UK somewhere mixed in there. We don't have, we stop at the Rumble? The Rumble is where we started last year, so yes. Yep. 
So we got, right, so we're picking ML, we're picking MLW. <laughs> it's all Can't coming down. MLW. It's all coming down to Jay White, baby, and I know where Tony's going. That yeah. cocksucker had both belts and he was cutting promos again. Who the fuck does he think he is? But that's what happens when you get pinned by the switchblade. Fuck him. No, fuck you. Language. Falls on a pair of scissors. Language. I hope you eat a fucking uh, a pair of scissors. There you go. I hope you eat a pair of scissors. (laughs) All right. It's time to take the time to support those who support us here at the Shining Wizard. You know what, Kev? That's a great idea. But what do we always do before we get to that point? Go get another drink. Yeah. Stumble over your words. (laughs) Back after this. Oh, it's that festive time of year again. The holidays are upon us, and you've got a lot of shopping to do. And you're going to probably do some of that shopping over at Amazon, right? But we don't want you to go to Amazon.com. No, 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 no. We want you to head over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com. See, when you use that link, you're going to pay the same great low prices. You're going to have access to your Amazon Prime and all the bells and whistles. But a small percentage of what you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. It's not going to cost you a thing. It's going to help us out. It's like you guys are giving us Christmas gifts all year round. You're doing your shopping with Amazon anyway. Just head over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and help your boys out so we can all have a Merry Christmas. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audioboom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. In a world where Hollywood tries to tell you how to live while doing the exact opposite. Where fresh ideas are tossed away for a cash grab reboot. Where the media has become nothing but propaganda and freedom is traded for what they tell you is security and safety. There is inconclusive breakdown. Your weekly look at current events and entertainment with no political correct BS. Just news and uncensored opinions everywhere you get podcasts. A proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Hey, this is Mike from the Midnight Jury. When you are done with this show, join my co-host Cal and I every week as we travel back to the last old school generation of the 80s and 90s to review the best and worst in pop culture, horror, and music on WLWstudios.com or the Midnight Jury feeds on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Player FM. Go back in time when it was all about VHS, arcades, and hanging out at the mall. And remember that every second Saturday of the month, we go live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RantEMRadio.com, which includes taking your calls. Once again, that's the Midnight Jury, where the 80s and 90s return from the dead on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and our home, WLWstudios.com. We'll see you there. I used to think that the day was-
horns up. This is Rock from Radioactive Metal. Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists, cover all the latest metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. All right, let's take the time to thank those that support the Shining Wizards over at our Patreon. If you are a fan of the show, you like what you're listening to, and you want to support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Wizards Podcast. And for as little as $1 a month, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. We're going to start with the queen of the Shining Wizards, Miss Kathy Hummer. Uh, and to... to not mention to not mention the other sign girl, Christine Friesendorf, who is also a supporter on our Patreon. Many uh, Carazzo, the king over there in Austria. Uh, Danny and Anthony, Anthony Rusinello, the SWP, uh, no, the AOP of the SWP. Uh, Ryan Arthur over at elementary.com, Elementary Brewery. Check them out over here in North Jersey in Hackensack. It's elementary, A L E M E N T A R Y.com. Sean Toe and Sean Calejo, uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Kate the Great Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. Kate has a brand new podcast with our good friend, uh, Kevin Gill. It's called What's Good. Uh, it's a pro wrestling podcast. So check that out. It's about 40 minutes. It's a real easy listen. Uh, and they really put over positivity in the pro wrestling industry. And they highlight what uh, some of these professionals are doing out there. AC Romero's weight loss. Um, talk about GCW. It's really just a great, easy listen. So check them out. What's good? Pro wrestling with Kate the Great and OG Kevin Gill. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K. J. G. Uh, Matt Mellinger, Mark Parloni. Mark, happy birthday. We know you're always birthday, celebrating Mark. a birthday, buddy. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch Drinks More uh, of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, and, and, and Scotch. I know there was a, a Yoshi show. And I saw the results, but I didn't copy and paste it because nobody cares but you, you weirdo. What? What are you shaking your head for? It's not Yoshi. It's Joshi. Is it Joshi with a J? Joshi. We don't want Joshi. We want more Choco Pro. Choco Pro is good stuff. We want Choco Pro. And maybe Joshi. If I, ha- I have to find time to watch Joshi, I don't want to shit hey. on it. Stardom's going to be part of Wrestle Kingdom again this year. It's in my notes, buddy. And I know Julia and some other girl... They had a title versus title match at the Joshi match pay-per-view, and they went to a time limit draw, so nobody uh, – spoiler, I don't know. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Moot Spock. Really, you dick? Moot Spock. He finally got his box, so I can butcher his name. He got his box! His box! Uh, J-Cop, the big cop. we should call him Mot Mot Box. Mot Box. J-Cop, the big papa cump. Pump? (laughs) Big Big papa cump. What is a cump? What's a caputa? Is, like is that like a juicy vagina? <laughs> a big cop pump. pump over there in the turnbuckle throwbacks. When did they do their fucking Christmas show, Tony? Um, Phil did it on Sunday. By himself? Uh, his buddy Will was in. Uh, oh, Will. Will podcast. And uh, his, his stepson Hammer was there. His son Hammer. But uh, 
No Jay and no Choppy. Oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why? <laughs> why? Uh, you got a lump of coal for Christmas, Phil. Enjoy. Well, actually, Phil Phil did get a nice present from us. He got a uh, he got a Christmas greeting from the Godfather himself, Mr. Charles Wright. So there you go. Nice. Uh, Michael Hammond. David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, Matthew Birch, TJ Vegas, and Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. Merry Christmas, everybody. I found a video on YouTube where... It chronicles the 10 matches that Waylon Mercy had in the WWF. And it gives a letter grade to each one. It's pretty. I'm going to need you to send me that link. It's pretty hilarious. I'll, yeah, I would I'll, also I would also like to see that. Dude, William Mercy or William Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Lives are going to be in William Mercy's hands. I'm Jim Cornette. Goddamn. Oh, that almost rhymed. Look at this snazzy, shining wizard's mug I'm drinking out of here, boys. Fancy. You can get those nowhere, so. That's right. Let's plug something that people can't buy. (laughs) Awkum. You know what you can buy? Buy yourself a clue. Listen up, Tony. Kevin. 2020 sucked. Oh, no. 2020 sucked. It's a new year, new balls with our sponsored Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. And it's not just about... I'm going to wipe my balls right now. Why do you have to interrupt me? Why? Why? Is it necessary? I'm going to wipe my balls on the air for Christmas. If you want to hear a show, do a proper Manscaped plug, listen to the Wednesday night show because they have their shit in order, okay? Yeah, unlike somebody who's on that show who's on this show who doesn't know which fucking code goes with which show, you fucking donkey. Well, that's why I had a bagel before, because uh, I had a couple too many drinks Wednesday night, and it went really, really long, and I was really, really drunk. Um, but look at me. I don't I don't look like a wreck today, right? I got. Well, I was going to comment that on that. You were burying the lead. I got with a haircut. haircut. Yeah. I trimmed it up. I used the weed whacker on my nose hairs and my ear hairs. And I'm all cleaned up. Look, it's not just about your balls. It is, but it isn't. It's not just ball-related stuff. Look, Tony is literally using the crop mop right now on Facebook Live. And you just would you would you just throw it on the table? Please tell me there's a waste paper basket over there. The napkin here. I threw it on the napkin. You threw your dirty ball rag on. What? I'm throwing the napkin away. It's not like I'm fucking using it to wipe my mush. All right. Well, if you let yourself go in 2021 in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. Manscaped is here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with the perfect package 3.0 that has all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine with clean balls. Thanks to the lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin safe, skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. And if you are a daredevil, you like uh, going extreme, you can take a shower in the dark and use the landscape, the lawnmower 3.0 like Tony did. That's Jesus. Yes, tune on Wednesdays for better reads for sure. I don't no, do the reads. You here. know why they're better? Because I don't fucking do them. <laughs> 
It removes every nick on your balls, but Saint Nick. So doesn't remove nicks. I know, Tony. I was really hoping that you didn't catch that. I meant the only nick you'll be seeing for Christmas is Saint Nick. Yes, it it prevents nicks of all kinds except Saint Nick. This is see. This is why I'm drinking coffee in between (laughs) in between segments. Nice. Well, check it out. Tony just used the fucking ball mops. They have the crop preserver. They have the crop reviver. I use the spray on my feet so my feet don't stink like dog shit. Um, the foot duster, it's fantastic stuff. And uh, you can get all of this and more at manscaped.com. If you put in the code WIZARDS at checkout, you get 20% off and you get free shipping. So check out manscaped.com. It's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code WIZARDS. Happy New Year to your balls. You know you're going to get fucking gifts on Friday, you're not going to like them. You're not going to want them. Some fucking lame ass is going to give you a gift certificate, a gift card, which is fucking lame. There's no thought goes into that. Whoa, I'm a big gift card guy. Uh, you're a fucking loser. Okay? No, 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 no. I like yeah, getting yeah, yeah, yeah. them, and I like, no, no. I, I Give me all the gift cards in the world. Nah, save your save your, your thoughtful gift for yourself. Give me a gift card. I'll rock and roll with that for the rest of the year. Get out of here. I think gift cards are cheap and they're not thoughtful. They're not cheap. They're expensive. They're exactly the price you want them to be. No, they're cheap from your mind. You you don't put any thought. You just go, I'm going to get Tony. I'm going to go to the Walgreens and buy a gift card for, oh, Tony likes Target. Kevin likes Chili's. Here's some gift cards. This is how much I value your friendship. Have a fucking gift card. I don't put any thought into anything. It's fucking lame. Get out of here with your fucking gift cards. Give give, Give me a gift card every single day. There's certain people that I will buy gifts for, and there's certain people that I know would appreciate a gift card, so that's what I get them. I mean, you know what? The people who get a gift card, you just shouldn't buy anything for them. Listen, gas ain't cheap. Give me a give me an Exxon gift card. Boom. Where give me one to stop and shop. Pay for my groceries for the week. I'll Mick Foley the thing. Fuck it. Yeah. Mick Foley the thing. You never heard the Mick Foley story? Somebody offers him a drink. He's like, No, I don't. I don't want a drink. Thanks, but can you pay for my soup? Yeah, because he's frugal. What, you don't know people that are frugal? I know tons of people. I'm just saying, man. It's the hol- Christmas comes once a year. If you can't think of anything, cre- if you're buying a gift for somebody at Christmas and you can't think of anything to get them, you probably shouldn't be buying them a gift. Christmas mm. comes once a year, yeah, but the big tone ski comes every single night. <laughs> so we failed miserably at promoting our Deck the Balls contest. That's right. Oh, we did. Sure did. Sure did. But we did have an entrant. Are we? Can we play this? We can play the entrant. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. I'll load it up so it's no surprise. We are blessed as a podcast to have amazing people support us. Um, everybody in the Discord. We talked about it at our nine-year anniversary show. Uh, the video that Kate put together. Uh, everyone on the Wednesday night show. Uh, Kevin's comedy friends. Um, I don't know if anyone Tony knows actually supports the show. But I know Kevin's friends support the show. Uh, our friends support the show. They're always fantastic. Uh, although KP Burke needs to stop sending me like weird Facebook messages with like, he just sends me weird. Fa- I don't know what it is. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, he's like my best friend, and he's, he does it to me all the time. I yeah, just it's like borderline, him. like I don't know, creepy, weird. I don't know what if he wants to fuck me in the butt or the cartoons of butt fucking. 
I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird stuff. I'll send it to you. No, I know what it is. Let's let's not let's move on. Yeah, so it's weird. But th- we've been blessed with great people in our lives, and they support the show, and and we tried to run this contest, but I think we kind of got lost in the. I don't know. I booked too many guests one week, and then we drink too much the next week. I don't know. We didn't promote it properly. But Kate the Great, she came correct, right, with a fantastic entrant. Now and let's let's go over what the what it actually was since we promoted it. No, so can we terribly. just play it? There's no. It's over. Let's just. Play but we it. promoted it so bad, people are not going to know what this is. So it's a song. No, they'll, they'll know what it is. All right, fine. All right, Tony. You know what? Here's, Great. Here, here's Kate. Be, be a Grinch. Be a Grinch, Tony. Go ahead. Here's Here's Kate's entry to the Deck the Balls contest. Stupid Grinch. Have yourself a less hairy little nutsack. <laughs> Clean your balls up right. Use the code wizard at checkout tonight. Make yourself less hairy using Manscaped. Their products work so well. She won't go near your jingle balls if they smell. How great is that? That was where it ended? Yeah, it had to be under a minute. That was one of the rules. Oh, fantastic stuff, Kate. Fantastic. Oh, my God. See, that's that's what a great artist does. They leave you wanting more. You want it's, more, I, you say? Listen to this. <clears throat> Pew, smelly balls, got hairy balls. What can I say? Manscaped today. Lawnmower 3, technology. No nicks or scrapes. Varies can save. Go to manscaped.com. Use the wizards and you're done. Do your ball smell. Everyone can tell. Crop cleaner soap. Now they smell dope. Clean up your balls. Soap sprays and all. Both freshly shaved. Fresh the music. Night. Girlfriend or wife. Grab a crop wipe. Now see her smile. It's been a while. I shop at manscaped.com. Use the wizards when I Why check out. Whispering? We'll get you free shipping. And you'll save lots of money. 20% money well spent. Balls are okay. Thanks to Manscaped. Bitch. <laughs> you couldn't put a bed under that? <laughs> realize how I, I fucking threw this together? I had like, I wrote nine verses. <laughs> and you said, I, I believe you said uh, 20%, by the way. Yeah, too. I know. I was fucking stuttering all over oh. <laughs> This was all one take. I was uh, laughing. At brilliant. <laughs> Holy uh, fuck. Great, great job. And I couldn't put uh, any effort into it because I don't want my family thinking I was singing about balls of, you know, otherwise I really went with the gusto. Tony, this Friday, I'm going to need you to go around to all your neighbors and sing this song to them. Small CD. <laughs> CDs. I nuts! <laughs> I might set it to the lights outside and just fucking let it play on loop for six hours. Holy shit, that was hysterical. So I won? <laughs> no, Kate won. Whatever we're giving away. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks to our two entrants. <laughs> we're big time. One, one and a half. 
Holy shit, Tony. I, they were pretty clever lyrics, right? Oh, my God. I'm fucking corpsing over here. I can't wait to listen back to that. <laughs> I can send you an MP3. Oh, my God. Uh, you want to stay in the Christmas uh, Christmas spirit? Not really, but go ahead. Oh, well, TNT is they're doing the Christmas story. You know, they they show up for 24 hours in a row, but they decided uh, yeah. they were going to use uh, AEW talent to reenact scenes of a Christmas story. So but right. they're doing that. That's coming up on Christmas Day, no? Yes. It will be uh, all part of the 24-hour marathon. Um, and the scenes will also be on TNT.TV and TNT's YouTube account. Uh, the scenes will array, uh, AEW will raise awareness for Culture City, a nonprofit focused on sensory accessibility for those with autism, PTSD, anxiety, and other ses- sen- sensory el- elements. Oh, my God. Elements? elements? Oh, Whew. Elementary, the, the, brewery, right the brewery down in Hackensack. All right, so MJF is going to be Ralphie. Cody and Brandy are Mrs. and Mrs. Parker. Chris Jericho is Santa Claus. Their last name is Parker? Yeah, Ralphie Parker. Never knew that. Uh, Eddie Kingston is Schwartz. Scorpio <laughs> Sky is Randy. Uh, Ortiz is Flick. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker is Miss Shields. Ricky Starks is Farkas. Allie is, Allie is Dill? Who is Dill? Mrs. Doe. I don't know. Frankie Kazarian is the <laughs> elf. Uh, Lucia is Dill Sil- like maybe like the girl that like talks to him while he's online to see Santa? Yeah, like, Mrs. I like Doe. Like I like the, I like the, like, what does he say? Like uh, when they're on, like the on the line to see Santa and the Wizard of Oz people. I like the Tin Man. Is that Dill? I don't know. I didn't know those no. people had names. Frankie Kazarian is the elf. Uh, Luchasaurus is the freight man. And narration and stage direction read by AEW announcers Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. Oh boy! <laughs> why all? The, why does super? Why does Christmas Story have all these super kicks? Why? 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 Goddamn! Help! Help Ralphie up! Help Ralphie up there! I'd love to love to run my hand up that leg. Uh, and see if there's no more lamp there. So that's Look at my giant hog while I get my feet done. Fragile, fragile, fragile. I had fragile without in Oklahoma. Goddamn, Sassafras. Uh, quick wraparound of AEW. Uh, Cody and Cody and Brandy are gonna have a little baby. Yay! That's awesome. Um, the acclaimed beat SCU. A little help. I thought it was a great match. It was an excellent match. A little help from the old boom box ski. Yes. Get away, Nelly. Go Love away. It. Nelly, go Love away. Love the acclaimed. Uh, so they'll get a title shot at the Young Bucks this Wednesday at the Holiday uh, Bash edition, um, which will happen after the NBA game, 10 p.m. or so, give or take. Which means that the uh, the post show is going to be about 2 in the morning. The post show is uh, it might not happen until the weekend because uh, I don't know. If uh, yeah. that's going to happen this week, we're we're and still I'm, trying to work things out. And I'm pretty sure Impact this week is a best of, so I don't think I'll be doing the yes, tweeting. The next two weeks of Impact are best ofs. Yeah. Uh, what else? The Young Bucks. They announced Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix for the 30th. Uh, and that was uh, what came out of the Kenny Omega Joey Janela match. Uh, what else happened at Dynamite? Matt Harvey, Matt Hardy, and Private Matt Party. Harvey, 
a pitcher that we have never seen again since. I think Cincinnati. he's still. In, I think he's in Texas, maybe. I don't know where he is. Uh, Matt Hardy and the Private Party beat Hangman Page in the Dark Order. Uh, we get a little uh, inner circle interview where it seems like uh, MJF is trying to put himself over, and it's annoying Jericho and company. Uh, Cody Rhodes beats Angelico. Uh, Tony's boy Miro does an interview. Did you did you catch that, Tony? I did not catch the Miro. It's interview. all about the likes and the subscribers and the ratings. That's all he cares about. So he, didn't, he didn't give That's a fuck pretty, that he doesn't give a fuck that he's been fined seventy five thousand dollars. That was pretty funny, actually. Oh, uh, $75,000, but fucking, but fucking, uh, Lance Archer didn't get fined anything for manhandling people a few weeks ago. And the young bucks only got fined like $20,000. Like take, what's the, take it up with Tony Khan, Tony. All right. On Tony. Tony Khan, Tony. Uh, Kevin, did you happen to catch the Ricky Starks promo? I did not. He. Tony. Maybe Tony, I did, but I just Tony, can I get you ready on the drop board? Or Ricky uh, Starks. Sure. Ricky Starks refers to Darby Allen as the "I like turtles" kid. I don't. Oh know. yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you don't have "I like turtles" drop? No, not not on the board. A boof. You're a fucking. What happened to you? Who are you? I have a small dick. That's what my favorite that, drop. That is not. Not cool. Uh, nope. Uh, oh my. Close enough. Fuck uh, it. <laughs> Anything of note from AEW that you gentlemen would like to discuss? Yes. I hated the main event. Hated it, hated it, hated it. Okay, continue. Everything seemed contrived, set up, you know, like things had to fall, didn't just fall into place naturally. Um, I don't like that they were just on commentary the whole time. Like to me, it, it was a fart in church. It just didn't work. I do like that we're getting Phoenix in two weeks. That makes it any better. But the match itself and all the shit that went on with it, pfft, nope. Although I did like that Tony Schiavone was like, fuck you, and didn't give up anything to Don Callis, which good for him because he don't want to play that shit. But, uh, yeah, the match itself. Dude, the worst part of the match was Janela fucking almost sitting on Kenny Omega when he came off the top to the outside. I was like... Your world champion could have just fucking been put in a hospital. Like, that was fucking pretty off. Pretty bad. And I would be nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with you on, I'm, I'm with you on the, on the fact that it didn't come across as clean as it could have been. But in a match like that, it's you're taking chances no matter what. So. I don't even know why we came to a match like this, to be honest with you. Like, why did this have to be a hardcore match? Like, was the match with Joey Janela in the first round going to be a hardcore match? Like, I don't... Like, look, I get it. Like, oh, Kenny Omega could beat anybody in their style of match, but... I don't know, well, man. Well, wasn't this supposed to be like he was supposed to wrestle these guys and like he never did? Is that what I'm getting out of this? Joey Janela had to drop out of the tournament and wound up wrestling Sonny Kiss in the first. Right. So that's where this, you know, came in. And for some reason, I don't know if it's a personal bias, but like maybe it's just we are like when we see like Joey Janela's name, we're kind of like, all right, awesome. Joey's getting another big main event spot. But I don't know if the rest of the world sees Janela the way. Like through like these like beer goggle glasses that we do, if that makes any sense. Like I think that I I love I I love Joey and I watch him in any match that he wrestles on TV. But I just I don't know if the rest of the world sees Joey the way that we do. Uh, Joey, 
I think is missing that next level step at this point. I think since AEW debuted, and I don't want to shit on him because I like Joey, but he's he's just he's just kind of like a one trick pony at this point. See, I don't think he is. I think I think this was kind of like, I think that their matches were so like, I I guess like, uh, social media like worthy. Like they were like they were getting making the rounds. Like their first match like was awesome, and I can't. The first match was the one that was, uh, God, what was it? Unsanctioned. Yeah. Lights out. Lights out. And then they did they did have a match on TV after that. I believe they did, yes. And so like I feel like there's some sort of allure there between Janela and Omega that I think is real, but not real enough to capture the the whole world to watch it. I don't know why I could be speaking out of two sides of my mouth right now, but Look, I even went back and I started watching some, some Janela stuff from a few years ago on the independence and something's just not translating. I, I kind of like liken it to something working in NXT, but not working in WWE. Like something just like, isn't clicking. Like you take a look at guys like, like do you look at the acclaim? They just came up. You look at top flight. You look at a lot of these guys that are like coming in and, and all of a sudden, boom, they're thrust into the spotlight. And for some reason, like Joey's been left behind. And I don't know if it's a lack of connection or if there's some sort of disconnect there. I just, I don't get it. I will. Um, so Joey got his fame from being like the deathmatch guy doing the deathmatch spots with Zanding and stuff, but Joey can wrestle. I will liken Joey to Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham is a wrestling machine. And when he got to Ring of Honor, he was just that. There was no character there. Joey being the bad boy, I don't know if that's... If that needs to be turned up more. Like, Gresham now has a character. He's the octopus. He has the foundation. There's more to him. I think, to Tony's point, Joey needs... He needs something like that. He needs more... You know, the tag team with him and Sonny Kiss is great, but I don't know. I just think there needs to be, like, a little more behind Joey. I don't even know if I agree with those two being a tag team anymore. Well, well here, here's Tony, I'm sorry to cut you off, but here's what you got to do. It's one of these shit or get off the pot situations. Put put more emphasis behind this tag team of Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. I know, Tony, you just literally said before I cut you off that you don't know how you feel about it. I am all about that tag team. But in, in a, a world that's full of tag teams, they're, they're going to have to make their choices. And like we've said before, we don't know in three weeks, maybe they like like they did with all these other. Remember, not too long ago, we were complaining about LAX or uh, Proud and Powerful about how we thought that they should be used better. And it's just a, a world full of tag teams. So either put your put all your spoons in the Janela and Sunny Kiss poison. Uh, po- uh, God, poison. Whoa, hot take porridge. Or or just figure out something else to do with them. But Matt, you had something. Um, the, I think the beauty of AEW is that they are they don't rush everything. So we went months with TH2 flying under the radar, and then they were put into a, a pretty relevant spot where they got themselves back on the map. And through that, they also helped elevate Top Flight. And now we're seeing Top Flight involved more. Uh, Top Flight against MJF and 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 Jericho next week, uh, Wednesday night is fucking huge for them. Yeah, so but maybe, we were saying the same thing about private party not too long ago. Right, but it's about picking their spots. Like they had that big uh 12 man tag match and they brought up the fact that this is the first time we've seen Proud and Powerful 
uh, in the ring, let alone with best friends since their big blow-off parking lot brawl. It's just about finding the spots. Like, we're not seeing a lot of uh, Lucha Express, but we got that vignette package on Dynamite. So maybe we're going to start to see a little more Lucha Express, and we're going to, you know... Jericho and MJF are not a tag team. They're not going to run roughshod on the tag team division and challenge yeah. the Young Bucks. They're there to serve a purpose. They're going to put top flight over. Um, you know, Butch, I don't know if I'd go that far quite yet. No, no I don't mean like put them over like they're going to win, but they're going to put, okay. you know, this is their ch- their chance to shine. Shit or get Little off the rusty. pot. Um, like the Acclaim. Do I think the Acclaim is going to beat the Young Bucks? No, 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 but those guys work together as a team. I, I think they're doing a fantastic job and they're coming out hot. Right. And they've and been looking get, good. We, we get a little rub from the acclaim. So, you know, maybe, maybe they're just waiting to put uh, a little more rocket fuel into the Joey Janela, Sonny kiss tank. I'm just, I'm kind of with Tony though. Like they tried to make a big deal out of the announcement. Like Kenny's going to defend against Joey. And I was like, eh. yeah. You know, how about this? How about how about we get Joey Janela doing his own thing again, and maybe maybe we have a big coming out party for him. And now, hold on, we've got we've got Nyla Rose in the women's division, and I know that Sunny Kiss has come out and said that you can call him he or she or whatever, right? Because he fits all molds. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe Sunny Kiss moves to the women's division. It's maybe not- it's smart. Maybe it sparks something. I don't know. It's not a that's not an old man Tony thought. I'm a little taken aback by that. Yeah, I Look, like I'm it. Just, I like it, but I don't. You know, I'm just trying to find a spot. Like you know, like everybody was like Nyla Rose. Like you know, she like they pretty much treat her as a woman now anyway. And the whole thing was, well, Sunny Kiss could be whatever you want Sunny Kiss to be because he's like that, you know. So why not give it a shot? Yeah. I don't. I don't. Tony, I don't hate it. What's the worst that can happen? It fucking goes over like a fart in church, and then you go back to square one, and you try to figure something else out. I don't and, know. And to be fair, nothing can be worse than the stuff that Brandy is involved in, so I say go for it. Well, if Brandy's going to be on the shelf for the next couple of months, that's that's not a bad thing in itself, so, you know. No, but I think... Oh, and by the way, fucking... I love Vicky Guerrero. I think she's great. She's a perfect mouthpiece for somebody who can't talk. Yo, she's got to learn to lay them fucking boots in, dude. Holy fuck. Did you see her trying to kick fucking, was it swole at the end of that match? She was like, you know, like when, when there's a paper thrown in the ring and the referee kind of scoots it out like soccer style, like with the inside uh, of the foot, try to, I'm like, are you fucking kicking her? Or are you just fucking kind of scooting her over? Like, come on, man. If you're going to lay him in, fucking lay him in, Vicky, you're kicking a fucking pro wrestler here. Come on. Lay them shits in, baby. It ain't ballerina for God's sakes. That's right. All right, I'm going to push a couple of these things to the side because we're definitely not going to get to them. All right, what else we got? Uh, Impact, uh, Kevin, this was kind of like their go-home show at the end of the year. Um, So we saw uh, Tennille beat (laughs) Alicia. Should have pushed that to the... Well, there's the stuff at the end that's really the more the news-breaking stuff. Oh, okay, Um, gotcha. But uh, uh, Tennille Dash would beat Alicia, Alicia... Uh, Chris Bay beat uh, the new X Division champion Manic by DQ. Uh, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles defeated Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie in the Knockouts Tag Team semifinals. So they're in the finals. Uh, Brian Myers beat Josh Alexander by DQ. But I think the uh, the real oh, meat yeah. on the bones. Carl Anderson defeated Chris Saban. Uh, with Alex Shelley in his corner. But I think everything that people were buzzing about last Tuesday night was after the match 
when uh, one Kenny Omega and Luke Gallows got involved, as did one Rich Swan, and they set up their main event for the, the Hard to Kill pay-per-view, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers against Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. And Kevin mentioned it before, the next two weeks are best of show, so I think Kevin put it perfectly on Twitter. Uh, what a fucking way to end a show. And now you're going to give people two weeks where they're just longing for impact. Yeah, Matt, it was without a doubt. It was something that I didn't see coming. I didn't see Kenny Omega actually getting physically involved in this at all when I turned on impact last week. But the fact that he did and the fact that Luke Gallows, believe it or not, was actually almost, this is going to sound weird. Him showing up was actually almost as big as, as a surprise as Kenny Omega showing up because Luke Gallows has been on the shelf and they kept it pretty well uh, covered that he, he hadn't been on he hadn't been on TV. So the fact that he showed up was surprise number one. So I'm like, oh, great. That's awesome. And then Kenny Omega shows up and hits him with the, uh, the old wet floor sign ski. Just a tremendous, a tremendous way to get things involved. And a lot of people are... I'll say, well, their numbers dropped. Their numbers dropped. What is this going to, what does this mean? What does this mean? I'm like, shut up. Ratings fluctuate for every top show in the world. So people hating on Impact already after one week or two weeks of Kenny Omega being involved on Impact Wrestling, because uh, they, because they what? They lost 40,000 viewers. Come on. Every week, AEW and NXT can go, and even Raw and even SmackDown could drop 100,000 or gain 100,000 week to week. It's fluid. It's perfect. I am super happy with, I can't wait for this pay-per-view, uh, if anything, for this main event. And of course, Genesis uh, pre it preludes that. So Impact is, again, to me, can't miss show every week, no matter what. Tony, you have any thoughts about this? I'm interested in the main event. The six man. I think it's I think it's uh tying some shit together. Uh we're not picking that show though, are we? That's not really Oh, a... we are. We are? Oh hard, good. That'll hard, be hard to hard to kill. Hard to kill will be the last pay per view we pick. Yeah. Genesis awesome. is the week prior, but that's an impact plus special, so we don't pick that. So after after Wrestle Kingdom, when you guys are woefully behind, I could rest on Woof. my laurels and have a good time with my picks for hard to kill. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, good luck with that, Chief. Uh, let's talk a little MLW Fusion before we get into some news and notes. And do we have a list tonight, boys? Lists and games? I have one. Yeah. But All right, let's plow through Fusion. Uh, our boy Buku Dao, former guest of the show, uh, he got a win over L.A. Park Jr. I was surprised by that. I really thought this was going to be a, a Los Parks Express with everybody being out there and whatnot. But good for Buku, man. That was a fucking solid little quick match, and he got the win. I am uh and, and to to go back to ROH and maybe MLW tied together. I like how they have the clock. Yes, with the little it's not even a scoreboard. It's just the names on the top yeah. with the clock. I, I think that's like pretty that. cool. I like it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Post match, there's a vignette and Justice uh, member Jordan Oliver challenges Simon Gotch to a match at Kings of Coliseum. Uh, yep. So we're up to three matches now at the Kings of Coliseum. So we'll see how many matches we get there. Uh, we're he picking wants. It. He wants to take on Salman Gotch, who took out Koto Brazil earlier in the year. Uh, and yeah, that, Koto's not even with MLW yeah. anymore because of it. Unbelievable. Uh, it's kind of That's, weird that they mentioned him a couple times, though, when he's not there. Maybe he's coming back. Oh. It's possible. 2020's been a crazy fucking year. You never know. Uh, Mads Kruger defeated uh, your favorite jobber in mind, Bud Heavy. 
and <laughs> Daniel Sterling in a two-on-one handicap match. Of course he did. He's a fucking animal, that guy. Uh, the storyline, the match itself was not much, but the storyline was that Hammerstone was backstage being uh, restrained. They wanted to get a, He wanted to get out there and get his hands on Kruger, but that wasn't going to happen. Um, are, you, are you watching Kevin trying to hang this flag? Yeah. <laughs> he's all twisted up. He's, can you hear us? Oh, he's got his earbuds you in. Know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Other corner. There you go. Keep going. Keep going. Other in corner. conjunction with the PWI, MLW now has a top 10 rating system. Oh, they if, always have. They just brought the goddamn thing back. All right. So, so are we going to hate on this as much as we hate on the AEW rankings? No, because everybody that's in MLW is in the top 10. So what the fuck's the difference? Are you ready for your top 10 this week? Do we need top 10 music for this? Yes, please. Kevin, no. are you ready for the MLW top 10? Matt, I was born ready for the MLW top 10. All right. Tony's going to pull up some music, and you got this is a great gimmick. We used to do this when we when the MLW was constantly bringing up our top 10. So this Here will we be go. Fun. Shitty music for a shitty top 10. Go for it. All right. Who wants to go first? I will go Hammerstone. Hammerstone, Kevin. He sits at number one in the top. <laughs> only, because I, only because I went first. Tony would have got it too. Myron Reed. Myron Reed sits at number five. Um, Logan Creed. Uh, no, Logan, Logan Creed is not on the list, Kevin. I'm sorry. Tom Lawler. Filthy Tommy is number three. Of Von Eric. Of Von Eric. There is no Von Erics on the list. Loki. Loki is number two. Um, Carl Tankman. Uh, Calvin Tankman is number nine. <laughs> King Mo. Uh, Tony, you can go fuck yourself. Y'all don't like Carl. Um, so we're missing. We're missing what? King Mo's not in the top ten. No, you can go fuck yourself. That means he's not on the list. Uh. Uh. uh Fatu. Jacob Fatu. Jacob Fatu is not in the top ten. Ooh. Yeah, he's not in the top ten. Uh, Jordan Oliver. Jordan Oliver is not in the top ten. Mister Marketable, Richard Holiday. Richard Holiday sits at number eight. The most marketable, not Mister. What numbers are we missing? You're missing ten, seven, six, and four. Ooh, that many. <laughs> so all of them. Um, David Boy Smith Jr. in the top ten. No, 10? David Boy Smith Jr. is a free agent, sir. No, I understand that, but they would have been, you know, whatever. Um. Uh, uh, Dominic Garini. No, no Dominic Garini. Oh, boo. Mads Kruger. Mads Kruger is number 10. Uh, Mansarge. Uh, not Mansarge. Mance Warner. No, no, Mance, Mance Warner is not in the top 10. He was uh, in a semifinals match on this episode. ACH. Leo Rush. ACH is number six. Oh. Is Leo Rush on there? No. I don't think you're going to get number seven and number four. I'll get him. I'll get him, all right. Simon Gotch. No, Simon Gotch is not on the list. I'll get him because you know why I'm going to get him? Because I'm pulling up the MLW roster. That's why I'm going to get him. Uh, hmm. Fuck, who am I missing? Laredo Kid. Laredo Kid sits at number seven. Ooh, good pull. Oh, uh, L.A. Park. L.A. Park is number four. Bingo! So these are your top tens. Uh, from 10 to 1, Kruger, Tankman, Holiday, Laredo Kid, ACH, Myron Reed, L.A. Park, Tom Lawler, Lowkey, Alexander, Hammerstone. 
And Carl Tankman. And Carl Tankman. Yes, Carl Tankman is there. Uh, to my uh, premonition last week, Selena oh De La Renta reveals yes. that her latest acquisition is Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes. Love it. 1,000 deaths. Uh, so that's very exciting. And then our final Tom Lawler with his fucking Daisy Dukes. He beat uh, ACH in the semifinal match of the Opera Cup. Hell of a match. Hell of a match. You know, I know that you've been like, oh, Tom Lawler, I don't get it. He's kind of nah. Tom Lawler has been putting his shit in, man. He's been fucking looking great through this tournament. And that rematch of rematches, Tom Lawler versus Loki, that's going to be a fucking banger. Matthew. Man. Yes, sir. Kit Osborne is an MLW? Yeah, he's uh, lost Von Eric. Oh, that's right. That's right. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's his gimmick. He's like fucking Ralph Von Eric or something dumb. But he's so, but why, then why is his name Kit Osborne on well, the roster? Page? In the in the reboot, he might just be Kit Osborne. Oh, uh, okay. That's a pretty stacked roster. Yeah. So next week, Loki against Tom Lawler in the Opera Cup Finals, and the Dirty Blondes are in action. There you go. Hey, did you see uh, the the rumor going around was that Colonel uh, Robert Parker wants to sign the Von Eric boys, and they were having none of it. Oh, really? So there might really? be a little story going on there. Maybe the Dirty Blondes are getting with the Colonel. Oh, that'd be that'd be a good call. I think one of those is Ron Bass's kid. Maybe I don't know who is Ron Bass's kid. One, one of, of the, the Dirty, dirty Blondes. Blondes. And the, the Dirty stuff, man. MLW's must see TV, and it's only it's less than an hour, and it comes on before. Uh, before dynamite, so there you go. And if you watch it live, it's when it when it debuts on YouTube, you get quite a few folks on the MLW roster sitting in and chatting with everybody. We had Hammerstone in, we had Tom Lawler, Selena popped in, so it's, it's pretty funny shit, dude. Get in on it if you can. Watch it live. I like it, T Donk. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I'm gonna run through some quick news and notes. So you guys stop me whenever you feel like it. Uh, stop. Di- Dyna- <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Dynamite is a stacked li- Dynamite. Uh, Dark is, is stacked this week with Miro taking on Sunny Kiss as your main event. Uh, tons of other people are in action, so check that out. I'm not going to go down the whole card. It's 13. You're not going to tell us all 45 matches that are happening on Dark? No, I will tell you Sting is going to be on Dynamite on Wednesday night. Sting. Can I tell you real quick about um, Be the Elite this week? Yes. So Frankie Kazarian gets visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future because he picks on Brandon Cutler too much. Do ya? Very funny shit, dude. And I won't spoil that. Also, the Dark Order goes around singing Christmas carols, and they pop up in a whole bunch of weird places. It's very funny shit. I, and you know what? I always shit on the Young Bucks because like, I, I'm like, ah, they can't really talk this and that. They were fucking on point this week. Must see being the elite. Please check it out. I think it's called Christmas comma Carol, something like that. But it's this week's PTE. Definitely worth your time. And it's a longer episode. Oh, and they 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 play high low to decide who's gonna take on Johnny Silver next week for the BTE championship. Oh, nice. So the dark, pretty the good dark Order Christmas is the name of the episode. It is? No, I thought it was something different. It was called Christmas something Carol. No? Oh, Maybe a, they changed a Christmas it. Carol? Question mark. Yes, that's it. That's the one. Nailed it. Check it uh, out. It's good stuff. That's all. Uh, Ric Flair was recently on the Rachel Nichols show on ESPN The Jump, and he said WWE is building a physical Hall of Fame in Orlando, Florida. 
It's nice Shut to the- see that rumor's finally coming to fruition. Shut the- well, I mean, it's Ric Flair saying it, so let's not go crazy here. Woo! All my ex-wives are going in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Woo! Uh, they announced last night the Royal Rumble will be taking place January 31st from the <laughs> Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Yeah, I tried to plow through that, but there was no... Uh, there's no there's no coming back from that. Uh, WWE also has revealed the premiere date for WWE Icons docuseries. It'll take place right after the Royal Rumble, and the first superstar uh, focused on will be Yokozuna. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that should be pretty interesting. That, when I saw that name, I was like, wow, that's the first one? Awesome. Perfect. I I showed my kid the uh, the match where Yokozuna squashed that jobber where he went to land on his feet, but his feet slipped, and he just came completely ass down on his chest. And then he just stood there with a smirk on his face. My kid's like, did the guy die? I was like, practically. So pejorative with the jobber term. So fucking great. So great. I felt Uh, bad for the dude. Did you? Well, the Rumble's taking place January 31st at Thunderdome. So uh, we have something to look that'll kick off the picks for 2021. Maybe they could have the Royal Rumble on the roof of Titan Towers and just have everybody getting thrown off. <laughs> so basically, point. you get thrown over the top rope, and both feet have to hit the actual floor. They have to hit the pavement of the road underneath the building. Dude, how great would it be if Kofi Kingston's hanging off the side of Titan Towers and he's like, "I'm not eliminated." That'd be great. And like, there's like there's like news cameras, like uh, helicopters flying by, and then you see just Kofi like like a wind chime just. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, Impact is bringing back the Super X Cup tournament for their like January it. 9th Genesis show. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, Madison Rain is done with Impact. She is moving on to other things outside of wrestling. Thank God we don't have to listen to her. No, 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 no. See, I'm going to cut you off right there, man. She's terrible. Her and Josh Matthews are No, terrible. they're not. Madison Rain is a. Am- Josh, maybe. Madison Rain is super, like, really, really underappreciated in commentary. She's good. She's really, really good. And. I've watched it every week for the since basically since March, religiously. She's she's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big loss. And who they replace her with, I don't know. But that's a big loss for Impact. Uh, I don't want you guys to know because it's supposed to be a surprise. But I got signed to Impact to take over on commentary. Look at that! All those tier one plugs. He's finally getting in there. Congratulations, oh, yeah, dude! Dennis Long, he's my man. He put in the word for me. I'm going to refrain from saying anything there, and I'm just going to move forward. Kyle Kyle O'Reilly gets his shot at Finn Balor's NXT Championship at New Year's Evil, Wednesday, January 6th. He beat Pete Dunne. God, New Year's Evil. Uh, For that. Uh, Cameron Grimes is hurt. He's out four to six weeks. See you later. He had surgery, didn't he? Uh, Yes. 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 Uh, the tag titles are on the line in NXT this week as Danny Lorcan and uh, Danny Lorcan, only Lorcan and Danny Burch defend against Killian Dane and Drake Maverick in a street fight. Uh, plus a very Gargano Christmas, Jake Atlas versus Isaiah Swerve Scott and Bronson Reed return. So that's what's happening Wednesday night on NXT. Yay! Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. The uh, Tokyo Sports named Naito the MVP of the wrestling over there in Japan. Uh, the Toriano Badluck Fale Kings of Pro Wrestling match uh, will be a body slam match. The first person to body slam their opponent will win. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, run, that, run that back for me, Matt. The Kings of Pro Wrestling, that title that they created, 
in New Japan Pro Wrestling uh-huh. that Toriano has. He will be defending it uh, at the Road to Tokyo Dome show on December 23rd against Bad Luck Fale. And the stipulation is a body slam match. Got it. Makes sense now. Uh, and Tony alluded to, her, to it earlier. Uh, Stardom will have a pre-show match Whoa. Uh, at the uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15. They have yet to announce the participants. And I Yay. think that's all the notes I have. Oh, here we go. Other notes. Paul Varlins. Stop. Okay. Hammer time. <laughs> Paul Varlins, he had a very, very brief stint in uh, ECW. He was an MMA fighter. Um, he's in a medically induced coma and on a ventilator from COVID-19 in Atlanta. Jesus. And in Dragon Gate, uh, opened the Dream Gate champion. Ben K suffered a concussion and was knocked out cold in his match earlier today. Uh, and the match kept going with him just laying there, and he took several moves while knocked out. So uh, that was Who not... the fuck is picking somebody up when they're knocked out? Not a good look for Dragon Gate over there in Japan. Is BB Hulk still over there? You know what, Tony? I would love to say that he is, but I'm not up on my Dragon Gate. Uh, yeah, neither am I. Kev? I mean, I am, but I choose uh, not to speak as I am super corporate Dragon Gate. So, Good Very answer, corporate. Kev. Good answer. And with that, let's play some games. All righty, Rue. This is KJG's top five. This is not holiday themed whatsoever. This is just something I thought of on the spot in a very busy week. These are my top five AEW debuts or first appearances, if you will. So it could be simple, which is kind of good because it's 930. What? Tony, what? what the fuck are you doing? I'm using my Manscaped Weed Whacker. Hey, man, you got to support the products that support the show. All right. Kevin, I was giving you uh, 100% of my undivided attention. Tony is... Over. I heard the question. You want me to go first? Please. Jake the Snake Roberts. Keep shaving. He's not on the list. No, he's not on the list, you donkey. Oh, it's probably like the acclaimed and uh, FTR. No, not on the list. Really? Sting. Yeah. T-Donk. Sting literally just replaced my original number five because I had Sting on the list, then replaced him, then took him off. Sting is number five, the most recent uh, arrival of the AEW big time debuts loved everything everything about it so sting is number five Sting. and matt here's a hint for you tony kind of stumbled on something in his ramblings before so that's a hint uh matt hardy matt hardy is who i took off for sting all right miro nope miro not on the list wow this is harder than i thought uh brody lee Brody Lee, not on the list. The acclaimed. Anthony Bowens is on the list. Uh, lot, so, yeah, the acclaimed. Yeah, sure, why not? What so number? Like, yeah, like Max, number four. The acclaimed. Remember, these are these are my favorite. Some of them are old. Some of them are recent. Uh, 
Wait, could they have? Could their could their debut have been with the beginning of the company? I have dates. I don't have exact. So I don't know if that's true. I just have the date. So I don't know if that's the exact comp- the, the day that. No, no, no. If you're talking about like press conferences, like Cody, like Young Bucks, yeah. like, like Jericho, no, no. Okay. All right. Well, that eliminates a few people then. Yeah. Uh, Joey Janela. No. Only because he was because he was a day one guy too. So that's why. Yeah, and so was Sonny Kiss, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those. Yeah. Um. So were Daniels and Kazarian. So was Scorpio Sky. Uh, um, wow. I thought this would be a layup for you guys. Somebody Kevin would like. Proud and powerful. That debuted. T Donk. Let's get some celebration music on there. Because that's number one. EUI oh, man, I got FBO. For somebody that LAX. wasn't paying attention, huh? August 31st of last year. We're forgetting the Making biggest one. Making their first appearance. We're forgetting the biggest one, Matt Cardona. That's right. And I, I, I thought you guys were going to get that immediately as being number one, but it's not number one. No, That's it was three. such a forgettable debut that I completely forgot about him being in AEW. Matt Cardona, uh, number three, July 29th of this year. Show brother! Who? I better be on the list, brother. No, Taz didn't even think about him. One, you guys are missing number two, and it's the most obvious one of all of them. So this will be uh, a ring-a-ding-ding. Whoever chimes in, whoever raises their hand first, I'll let answer it because it's T-Donk. Vicky Guerrero. No. T-Donk. Eddie Kingston. No. Oh, that's a good one, though. T-Donk. Lance Archer. No, another good one. T-Donk. Jim Ross. No. Maybe this this could be considered a day one, but I don't think it, I don't think it is. T Dunk, Serena Deeb. No, come on, this is so blatantly obvious. T Dunk, Mike Yoda. No, Thunder Rosa. No, that was Matt. T Dunk. No, he didn't raise his hand. This is like this was like from this is borderline day one, but he wasn't announced as a day one. Put it that way. Come on, Jungle Jack Perry. Chris Jericho? No. Come on, guys. This is the biggest. MJF was a number a day one guy. Kind of, I think, but no, he's not. Even even if he was, he's not on the list. That, John Moxley. T Party, Matt Bowman. I don't know. That's a weird. Comp- Did you say T Party? Were you going to say T Song? <laughs> I thought that was you, so I went T, and then I couldn't get away from it, so I just said Hardy, and then went oh, to Hardy. <laughs> John Moxley, May twenty fifth. Of last year, uh, showing up. So the list: top five, number five, Sting, number four, Anthony Bowen slash the acclaimed, three, Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder, uh, number two, John Moxley, and number one, our dear, good, close, personal friends, Santana Ortiz, proud and powerful. Look at that! I threw you guys for a little loop here. No, it was, it was good. It was fun. Antonio, I almost wanted to apologize to you about something, but then I changed my mind. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. Because I watched, guess what I watched today, guys? Royal Rumble 1992. Again. God. <laughs> and I, when, when I saw Sergeant Slaughter, I was thinking to myself, is this one of Sergeant Slaughter's first reappearances as a babyface? 
Like maybe Tony's right that Sergeant Slaughter could have been a contender in this match to he, win. He wasn't, was he? He wasn't. And then that's what I rescinded it because I went and watched all sorts of superstars and he literally came back the month later wanting his country back. And it was in that job or tie team at Survivor Series replacing Jimmy Evan Lightheart. So wanted to apologize to Tony, but then I didn't. So let's get to trivia where I will fail because I failed yesterday at that virtual trivia thing. Oh, uh, how bad did you fail? Uh, I wasn't in the top four, but I feel like people were Googling a lot. So there's right. no real, there's no way to tell if people were Googling. I didn't. So fucking cheaters. So Matt, let me ask you this, Matt. Right. The mass transit incident. Who was mass transit's tag team partner? Devon Dudley. Devon. Yeah, I guess Axel Rotten. No, it was New Jack and Mustafa. No, Axel, Axel pulled out. That's how mass transit got on the show. All right, Tony, this is one for you that they asked. When Harley Race beat Dory Funk Jr. in 1973 for the NWA world title, what nickname did they give him? Harley Race? Yeah. Handsome? Nah. I'll I'll just tell you, because they they called him, apparently his nickname was Mad Dog. Mad Dog Harley Race? That doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, it didn't ring a bell to me either. Did anybody get it right? Well, people like I, they, they didn't tell you who got what right. They just gave you the final like top teams, and uh, I missed I missed out. Because I didn't. Do, do you guys know what Victoria, Candice, Michelle, and Tori Wilson's stable was called? Oh fuck! In like two in the early two thousands or the mid two thousands. <sighs> Vince's Devils. No, nope, never would have got that. I got that one right. Wow. Um, Good call, man. There's a lot I got wrong. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. What's the first WrestleMania main event where the two guys used their real names? Had the real real names. (sighs) Savage and DiBiase? No, that's not right. He was... I didn't get this one either. It's got to be somebody taking on Bret Hart, no? No. Wow. This is a good question. I guessed John Cena, Randy Orton, which is wrong. It's significantly before that, but not too. Does that make any sense? Oh, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle. Yep, that's it. Wow. Yep. That's a hell of a question. A great question. Dude, there was a there was like a CZW question on there. There was uh, there was a uh, a question that I got right that I didn't even know the answer to. Like, what was Chris Hero's name before it was Chris Hero? But I got it right because they threw in like it was frowned upon by like women's groups. Wife beater. Wait, who was wife beater? Chris Hero. Wait, Chris Hero was not Wife Beater. Yeah, he was. Wife Beater was a different guy. Uh, nah, Wife Beater was a different guy in CZW, no? Well, Myers didn't know this either, so it's definitely possible. And Myers is like really good friends with Cassius Ono. That just seems weird. I thought Wife Beater was just a different person. Nah, wife, wife Beater is Matthew Prince. Yeah. Uh, then, wrestled, then they didn't fact check. because He wrestled they from said, 99 to 2004. Yeah. Yeah, well, that doesn't even look like Chris Hero. Well, then they didn't fact check. That's on them. But that was, and I, I put that, and I, <laughs> and I got it right. 
Um, let's see. I'll do one more, and then we'll get to the actual game. Who was the first wrestler to main event WrestleManias as a babyface and a heel? Savage. Yeah, Tony nailed it. I got that. Uh, he was the wife beater character way early in his career. Chris Hero. Yes. All right. Well, then, then I guess that's. I guess they they did a good job. That's yeah. weird. I didn't know that. And neither did uh neither did Hawkins. All right, Tony, game time. Who? Yeah, since you brought some good questions, I'm gonna let you pick first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just trying to decide because I got a few of them that are in the same wheelhouse, and I don't want to go repeating questions. Listen, trivia, trivia exposes people, so it doesn't matter. So let's just expose me. I just don't want to repeat topics. I guess, I guess that's kind of the, uh, the, uh, the crusp. Let me see. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. uh, I'm gonna go with these two. Yeah, let's go with these two. Is this a can you beat th- this is a, obviously this a is can you beat that? Yeah, yeah. You can choose between oh no, Sean and the death edition of Royal Rumble 2000. Or the oh no also, Sean a- has oh no Sean has seven answers. Royal Rumble 2000 has also has seven answers. I'm going to go Royal Rumble 2000. Kevin, as of today's date, seven people who were involved in the Royal Rumble in the year 2000 are no longer with us. Kevin, how many can you name? Uh, give me a second, because I'm pretty nope. sure I can name them all. Okay. So uh, I went with these first, because they, they're kind of on par with each other. Uh, any day now. Oh well, I'm writing. Christmas. Um, uh, right now, I, right now I can name six. Matt. Oh, see, that's, that's the thing. He's gonna name them all. That's I'm screwed. Well, do you want to try for seven? That's fucking dancing. Yeah, I'll go seven. Matt, sorry, Kevin's taking you out of play for this one. Kevin, seven members, seven people that were involved in the Royal Rumble in the year 2000 are no longer with us. Whenever you're ready, you said you can name all seven. You can start answering. Grandmaster Sexy. That's one. He died in 2018 at the age of 46. Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man died in 2004 at the age of 41. That's two. Test. Test died in 2009 at the age of 33. That's three. Viscera. Viscera died in 2014 at the age of 43. That's four. Three more to go. British Bulldog. Davy Boy Smith died in 2002 at the age of 39. That's five. Two more to go. Uh, on, can we turn this off, please, real quick? I'm trying to think here. Yeah, come on. Don't be a dick. <laughs> K- 
Crash Holly? Crash Holly died in 2003 at the age of 32. You have one more to go. Oh, that shit. Come on. He took his headphones out. He can't hear us. But you're annoying me. We need some fucking music. We can't have fucking silence. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking mute me, motherfucker. Come on, give him a chance. He took his headphones out. He can't hear us. He can hear you. Of course he can hear you. Now he's got to put them back in. Kev, you got one? China? Ladies and gentlemen, China died in 2016 at the age of 46. Kevin has run the table. Your first winner, your first point. There you go, Kev. You deserve that applause. She wasn't. She wasn't, she wasn't even. On, she wasn't even on the list. I just because I, I wasn't sure if she was in that one or not, and I was there for that. Well, that's why I said people. That's why I didn't say men. Matt, Tony, your question is about your favorite wrestler in the whole wide world, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Throughout his career in World Wrestling Federation slash World Wrestling Entertainment, Shawn Michaels has won 13 championships. Of those championships, he's only lost seven of them in the ring. You have to tell me who he lost those titles to. How many can you name? I'm sorry. He lost the title to seven people in the ring. Yes. Out of the 13 title reigns he had, seven of them he actually lost in contested matches in a wrestling ring. You have to tell me who he lost those titles to. Seven. How many can you name? It sounds tough on paper, but I feel like Matt will nail it. Some of these are not so easy. The sad part is out of 13 championships, six of them were not contested in the ring. Fucking terrible. Oh, boy. He had to actually lose to these uh, people. I'm at three right now. He's at three. Do you want to? Do you want to lock that in? Yeah, let's lock in three for the time being. Kev, Matt says he can name three. Oh, I forgot that I still have a chance at this. Actually, question um, to you: Can you beat that? You are in the lead, so you got a little little cushion here to play with. I can do four. Matt, Kevin says he's up to four. Actually, you know what? I'm going to revise real quick because in fairness, one of them was two of them were to the same person. So let's cut it to six just to be fair. Let's cut it to six just to be fair. I could still do four. If that makes any sense. Okay. I'll say five. I mean, I would have just counted the person twice for the seven anyway, but so we'll just cut it back to six. I'll say five. Kev, Matt says he's got five. You want to try to run the table again? Didn't lose that one. Didn't lose that one. It's gotta be okay. All right. Are we? Are we? We're guessing who he lost. Yes, and all titles are in play. And he has to be the one that got pinned. No, just had to be on the losing end of the of the uh, title match. He was champion going in. He wasn't champion coming out.
I'll run the table. All right. Kevin, of the 13 title matches that Shawn Michaels was involved in, actually the 13 times the 13 times Shawn Michaels was champion. Oh, wait a second. I'm taking one back. I can only do five. All right. So, Matt, you said you could do, I can five. do four. I can only do four. I t- I'm taking one back, I think. So, Matt, were you up to five? Uh, I mean, you know what? That's not fair. I said that I would do that. So, I really sh- I got to commit to that, I guess, right? Because I said it. Matt, your call. Uh, no, he doesn't have to. He doesn't want to. I'll do. I mean, I'll do it. I'll just be wrong. Well, Matt, you're at five. It's up to you. This is your call. I'm at. So it's six. It's six because one because one person he lost he lost twice. So I can't make that. I can't make that seven. It's got to be six. I'll say six, but I think I'm going to oh, Were you at wrong. five? You could stay at five. Yeah, you could stay at that. Oh, okay, I'm at five, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get one of those wrong. All right, so do you want to try it or do you want to? Because I'm only at four right now, so he's. <sighs> what do I have, five? You're at, you, I thought you said five, yeah. And I could go to six. No, you're at five. You're locked in. Let's go five. Let's go five. Let's go five. All right. All right. Shawn Michaels has lost championships seven times in the ring to six different people. You said you can name five of them whenever you're ready. Austin. Lost to Steve Austin at WrestleMania 14 for the WWF World Championship. That's one. Triple H. Triple H is the man he lost to twice. He lost the world title at Armageddon in 2002 and the European Championship on Raw in 1997. That's two. Showmiz. Showmiz was on Raw. Wow. 2010. That's three. The Head Shrinkers. Matt, I'm sorry. They no. to the Head Shrinkers. I don't know where that came from, but how do you not go? Can I can I chime in here with yes. the ones that I had? Because I didn't I did not have Showmiz. I did not have Triple H. Sure. That was a hell of a pull though with Showmiz, but go ahead. Marty Janetti. Marty Janetti was on Marty. Raw. Marty wasn't even on my list. Damn. Sid, Sid, Survivor Series 1996. That's on the list. There's one more, and I have a tag team. I have a tag team. Is it is it a tag team, uh, Tony? Yes. Is it Owen Hart and British Bulldog? No, sorry, not beating beating him in beating him in Austin. No, they vacated the championship in '97. They never lost those belts. But it is a tag team, so it's got to be. And he, they also dropped the belts in '95. Or ninety four with him and Diesel, so that's not a loss either. No, they vacated the titles, and the, and there were two, there were two times he won the belts with Diesel. One time was vacated, was the first time they won in ninety four. No, but then it was turned over the the the, the no, match no. with Owen and Yoko and Bulldog. That that's a different one, but that's not losing it in the ring. That 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 those belts were rescinded and given back. That's not a loss. Okay, so yeah, you don't count that. That's fine. No, I also didn't count him vacating after the. Uh, after the whatchamacallit, he vacated the world title at the uh, Thursday Raw Thursday. He vacated the Intercontinental belt when he was suspended or whatever it was. Um, he also handed the belt over to Dean Douglas, which was not contested in the ring, so I didn't count yeah. that. Twice with yeah. Diesel, once with Austin was vacated. The one you guys are missing. See, the one I the one I scratched 
was because technically he could have been considered a champion at, at the in the latter match, but I didn't. I scratched that off. No, he, in, he uh, in, at WrestleMania, he wasn't champion. Yeah. Well, the one you guys are missing, he was teamed up with John Cena, and there was a battle royal where the titles were on the line. Oh, and the, the Hardy boys. Hardy's won the titles. Yes. So this week, Kevin runs the table two to zero. Kev, welcome back to the winner's circle, my man. The, the China one really threw me off because I keep remembering China as being number 30 in a rumble, but this one, X-Pac, was number 30. So I was like, was China even in this? Like, And I, and I was there. So that was, that was the only one that was, that was killing me. And Crash Holly, too. I wasn't sure if he was at that either. One less question I don't have to come up with for next week. There you go. Beautiful. Unless you guys want to take a shot at it. I got nothing to do. I'm quarantined. Uh, Matt, you yeah, roll you let's do it. Let's do it real fast. This one is called. Actually, you want to do it as a back and forth? Yes. 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 All right. Here we go. Championship Rumblers, the 2010 edition. 16 participants in the 2010 Royal Rumble either went in as former champions or came back after the fact as champion. We're talking WWF slash WWE slash world slash universal. At some point in their careers, 16 participants in this Royal Rumble were one of those four champions. And I'm not counting ECW champions. I'm not counting any other promotion champions. We're talking WWF, WWE, World, or Universal under the WWF slash WWE banner. I believe this was billed as the most star-studded Royal Rumble in history. That would be 92. No, but uh, that's what it was billed as. I think. Uh, yeah, that's for 2009. So, let me this see All right, who wants to go first? Uh, not... uh, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph know. Ziggler went on or was a former world champion twice over. Kevin. John Cena. John Cena, 13-time WWE, three-time world. Matt. CM Punk. CM Punk, three times world, twice WWE. Kevin. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, undisputed world three times, WCW world twice, and WWF once. That's four. Matt. Kane. Kane, world and WWF champion. That's five. Kevin. HBK. Shawn Michaels, WWF world champion three times and world champion once. That's six. Matt. Big show. Big show. WWF slash E twice, world twice. That's seven. Kevin. Ray Mysterio Jr. Ray Mysterio wasn't in this rumble. Motherfucker, he wasn't. <laughs> Matt, you want to keep going? Yes. I want to keep I want to keep going anyway. All right, well Matt's going to keep going. Go ahead. Batista. Uh Batista, world champion four times, WWE champion twice. Kev. Mark Henry. Mark Henry, former world champion. Matt. Uh Edge. Edge. WWE champion four times, world champion seven times. Kevin. Did we say Triple H? We said true. No, we didn't say Triple H. World champion five times, WWF slash E nine times. The Miz. Uh, The Miz, WWE champion. 
Kevin. We the people. Jack Swagger? Jack Swagger, former world champion. Matt, we're down to three possible answers. There's three Kofi. left? Kofi Only Kingston. Three. Kofi Kingston, WWE champion. There's two left. Kevin. Oh, okay. So it could be it could be since then. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. There's only two left. Hmm. Zach, right now. <laughs> you almost had me. I don't know. I'll give oh, you- uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, the current champ, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, WWE champion twice. One left, Matt. Who you got? The master of the Punjabi prison match, Mr. Great Kali. Yes. Former world champion, Great Kali. Not bad. If you want to throw a monkey wrench in there, T-Donk. I believe this is the Royal Rumble that Beth Phoenix is also in. Well, but she's also not a former WWE, WWF. She's a women's champion. Come on. Was she even a women's champion? I thought she was a divas champion. All right, I'm done with you. I don't know. Are we done, Matt? I think we're done, buddy. I think we're done. I think we're pulling this train to the station. It's been another exciting episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to Moonshine Mantel for joining us in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll be back next week. Lindsay Snow will be joining us next week. You know her from AEW Dark. You've seen her in uh, GCW Bloodsport. I think she actually won it this year. Uh, so she's joining us next Monday night. Um, please have a safe and happy holiday. Uh, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your quarantine Christmas. Don't be a jack wagon. Um, wear a mask. Please just wear the mask. Look, there's fo- this Christmas is a layup. Christmas, there's football game on. Stay home. Fucking don't get out of your pajamas. Enjoy the day off. Watch football. Have some drinks. Exchange some gifts with the people you live with and just enjoy, man. And wipe your balls. And wipe your balls with the crop mop from Manscaped. Follow us on all social media platforms at Wizards Podcast. We do a weekly giveaway on Twitter. Uh, so be sure to follow us to find out how you can win. It's probably the easiest giveaway ever. You just have to retweet uh, our pin tweet. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, that's all I have for uh, for you guys. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a safe and happy, uh, healthy one. And we'll be back next Monday for another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. New Year's edition? Maybe we should do something for New Year's. We'll figure it out. Why don't we drink a little bit? On the show? Yes. That's a great idea, Kevin. <laughs> Love that idea. I'm in. I stutter and stammer through every episode anyway, so. Yes, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> January 31st. It would be the 21st time. For, for the first. <laughs> God, it's so Good night, everyone. Good night.